0: Welcome everyone to the Cast, the official podcast of SwordChomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for downloading and streaming our podcast, uh, taking some time out of your busy life to listen to us. And remember, if you're digging the show, please subscribe, leave us a kind rating, tell your friends, whatever you can do to help get the, the word of Sword Chomp and the Cast out there. Um, it really helps in reaching a bigger audience. We have a great show today. With a very special guest that I will introduce here in just a few minutes. Uh, but first, let's get to the uh, <laughs> the crew of Sword Chomp. Let's get to some quick introductions. Um, from Michigan, Joshua. I finally got moved into my new house.
1: Fowler is here. How you doing, Josh? Doing all right. A little worn out. I Was up late again last night trying to uh, make sure I had working internet so we actually could do this this morning instead of having to run back to the office again for one more podcast, but it hey, should it's, be, it should be settled. Finally, finally, finally. Josh has a an awesome new
0: setup there. It looks glorious and the funny thing is your first podcast in your new house is at the weirdest time we have we've ever recorded possibly <laughs> so, versus we normally record at night and it's like uh, it's early in the morning right now because we are special guest that we'll introduce in a minute is halfway across the world so yeah weird way yeah, to kind
2: of bring not my fault <laughs> 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 i'm blaming the new guest already <laughs> yeah that's how it works we just blame you for everything. i'm foreign i'm foreign it's fine
1: <laughs> we do blame sh- foreigners for a lot here that's kind of our shtick in oh, america
2: yeah hey we, our- hey we hey we all do it we all do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah that's kind of our thing um so weird way to bring it in josh but uh glad you got everything uh, uh hooked up really quick got the internet going got your setup going real fast and you're in the new home so uh glad to have you here my friend hmm. uh and next up um we have from Texas, um, well, our next host is actually part of a Destiny 2 clan called the Death Deliverers, uh, a clan composed of pizza boys that he works with that deliver pizza by day, but they pop Vex skulls by night. Bada bing, bada boom, the Death Deliverers. I, I know I usually start off the show with a joke, but that, my dear friends, is actually very real. Anthony Fisher is here. How you doing, Fish?
3: Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> bada bing bada boom <laughs> i'll put the vex in the tombs
0: uh, <laughs> there's your accent that's that's your go-to i accent. think that was what? it
1: yeah that was it that's his go-to <laughs> you found it
3: mm-hmm. oh morning guys oh gosh yeah. i i literally woke up like 15 minutes ago <laughs> and yeah this is this is different very yeah. different. Sun's out. Usually, I'm podcasting at nighttime. Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, a yeah.
0: smell of coffee. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's <laughs> it's like the morning show. It's like the sports radio show early in the morning or the news show. You know, it's got that weird morning vibe to it. Um, but yeah, fish, I think you're gonna make it. I was messaging everyone and everyone was here except you. There was no there was no check mark on Fisher's Skype file. I was like, Well, <laughs> he's he slept. He's <laughs> he's not gonna make it, but you did. You're
3: here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Funny thing is is I set my alarm clock about an hour before. Uh mm-hmm. supposed to be actually on and I heard it. I got up and everything, but I was like, man, I just wanna close my eyes for one second. Oh no, no. <laughs> and that one second turned into an hour. That's... where my phone was ringing, and I was like, oh, shit, what the hell happened?
0: That's how I lost my job, Fish, was I just want to close my eyes for a second. Oh, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> you can't show up to work three hours late. That's how it always happens. But, um, yeah, glad you're here, Fish, um, despite your awful clan name and the fact that you've traded the Sword Chomp clan, which I will talk about later. I'm too angry to talk about that right now. We're trying to keep things happy. Um, but Fish is here, so thank you. And our special guest, um da, 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 da. Jason Roberts, uh from France, aka Victory Overall, our good friend, designer of the Sword Trump logo and our special end of the year awards and logo as well. Hello, Jason, how are you doing?
2: Hey, um uh yeah, I'm pretty good. Um yeah. Apologies for making you guys get up so early, but um yeah, it's uh what three forty-five over here in France? So, I'm I'm nice and fresh. <laughs> I'm cool.
0: Well, we are we're happy to get up early for you, my friend. You've done a lot for us. Um, excellent. Our Swordchomp logo is we. I have never heard a negative thing. Of, in fact, I can compare our logo to pretty much any other major podcast or gaming company logo out there, and it's miles better. Like I'll look at these professional companies, like Giant Bomb. That's your logo. Come on. So um, you did <laughs> oh, great cool. work, thank my you. Friend.
2: No it's cool it's yeah it' it's literally one of the coolest jobs you know I've ever had to do and um since since actually doing that i've uh, I've kind of done a few more um gaming related um jobs I actually worked with a few game developers, none of which I can actually talk about unfortunately but hey mm. um but yeah it's it's kind of you know it's as as a designer working with anything that's gaming related is like you know it's marrying two to my passions. So, uh, so yeah, I was, I was just super pleased to, uh, to work on it. And, and yeah, now now I'm here chatting to you guys. So, so it's awesome.
0: Cool. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. And, you know, if any of those game designers you're working with Jason, if, if you ever get a chance, just send them our way. We'd love to talk to him anytime on the Chompcast, yeah. you know, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll take cool. any special guests. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's really cool to have you here and I'm going to reveal your, I was working with you. The reason I got you on the show is I messaged you a couple weeks ago. I was going to surprise the crew with a uh, an end-of-the-year Game of the Year logo because we we designed this thing called the Dagger Tooth, which I thought was a really cool and fitting thing for us. And It was basically a trophy that was a tiny dagger with a, a shark sword on it, but it kind of fit the original idea we had for Sword Chomp, and it was like our awards that we gave out at the end of the year. But it didn't fit the vibe of the new logo, so I got in touch with you. I wanted to just like, get your take on it and you were like, Hey, I was actually thinking of designing like a trophy a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, yeah, it was, it, it was really strange. Cause it, it, yeah, it was just popping around in my head. It was, it, it, I just kind of thought it would be really cool to, um to create some, some cool themed kind of stuff that was based on, on what you had already. Cause I think that's, that's the thing with, with uh, the Sawchomp stuff is you had, you had some kind of pretty solid ideas and stuff and, you know, it's mm-hmm. cool to kind of take somebody who, you know, somebody's ideas and and turn out into some, you know, some cool kind of polished visual stuff. And uh, yeah, so it was it was just luck, I guess, that we were both kind of <laughs> on the same same kind fate. of wavelength. Fate. Yeah, Fuck yeah, luck. It was
0: fate. It was a fated <laughs> um, meeting. So, and I'm gonna i was destiny. Gonna... It was destiny. <laughs> That's what that was oh, they're bringing it back. Fish is but it was already. destiny yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm going to reveal those this week in honor of you being on the show because they look really cool, cool. and I want to get people excited about that. I've been holding off on those. Awesome. I've been excited to, to show those to people, but I've um, been holding off just for you. And, of course, I am uh, uh, General Mountain Time Morgan Barnes here from Montana, um, and Shay is supposed to – our beloved Shay from Japan is supposed to show up here in a little bit, so we'll slide him into the show uh, whenever he does get on because um, he's got a lot of stuff to talk to us about today, including Sonic Mania, which he's been playing like crazy. Um, and he's been really excited about. Um, we also are going to talk a little Destiny. Maybe even original Destiny? Uh, we'll t- Well, I got a reason why later on <laughs> with Jason. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more Metroid. We've been playing a little bit more Metroid, Samus Returns. So, like, all the games on today's show are big hitters, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And then um, no bio break today just because uh, we didn't think Shay, our resident biologist, was going to make it. And at the last second he decided he was going to make it. But that's okay because uh, we have all sorts of cool games to talk about as well as our primary topic of the show, which is basically friendship and gaming, or gaming friendship, Um, and it goes a lot deeper than that, and I'm going to give Jason a chance to sort of introduce his topic here, Um, because whenever I, I, basically whenever I get in touch with people to be on the podcast, I want to give everyone a chance to think of a topic that they're passionate about or interested in to bring to the table, and uh, Jason had a really good one, so I'll throw it to you, Jason, if you want to introduce the topic, and we can kind of kick it off here.
2: Um, yeah. So like you said, it's, uh, gaming and, um, and friendship. So, I mean, like, uh, like we were saying before about, um, you know, we were chatting earlier about me living in France. I used to be, um, over in the UK. Um, so it's kind of, uh, got to a point where gaming is, has become quite a, quite an important thing for me to keep, uh, keep contact with people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I did I did think about, you know, being a graphic designer and designing your logo, all that kind of stuff. I did consider doing, you know, some kind of super boring topic about graphic design and video games and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. There's probably other podcasts and websites and stuff where you can go for all that kind of fun stuff. But then, yeah, it's just this whole thing of games becoming more important personally for me now. So um, I just thought, why not, you know, why not do something like that? Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, it was mainly inspired by, by my, um, my friendship with my brother really. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's where the, where the topics kind of come from.
0: Yeah. I think it's a good one because it's, it actually, not only can a lot of people relate to it, but it actually harkens back to like exactly why our podcast formed. So it's, it's a very yeah. easy, <laughs> very easy topic for me. I mean, when I think of uh fish, I think the first time I met him, we were in middle school And we were just like standing in line for lunch, and I heard him talking about Metal Gear Solid. And then I'm like, oh, who's this sexy Filipino man talking about Metal Gear Solid? Um, (laughs) So, And then then our friendship hit it off from there. Um, Next thing you know, we were having imaginary sword fights in the playground where I was Squall. No, I was Seifer, and he was Squall from Final Fantasy. And um, (laughs) Josh, these were... Not those kind of sword fights, Josh, I promise. Um, Are you sure...
3: (laughs) have <laughs> been expelled from school? Uh-huh. That
1: would explain everything.
0: Yeah. It, well, you're not. You're not. You're not far off. Um, but and then like with Josh, when I first met Josh, he's a big Nintendo kid in Mississippi. I moved there. I was kind of like a a loner, an outcast kid because I had moved around in the military. And but yeah. Josh, well, um, that in
1: Lincoln Park was popular at the time, so it was kind of yeah. Yeah. I was
0: the kid with the Lincoln Park
1: hoodie every day. Um.
0: I was that kid.
2: <laughs> uh, I was it, I was the one with the corn and Slipknot hoodies. Yeah, I was that kid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was like the same batch. Yeah, I mean that was like the same yeah. batch of music
2: that yeah, yeah. f- my friends listened to too. So,
0: um, yeah, yeah. And so it was. <laughs> it was uh, when I met Josh. You know, we got. Really into, like, me and Josh got these really in-depth conversations about um, all these video games that we were playing. Because I was, right before I moved, I was getting heavily into, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 and Final Fantasy X in my whole life. I was a really big nerd. So, um, like, gaming brought us all together. And Shay, who will be on, hopefully, on the show later, same thing. We actually met him when we were doing our old podcast, which I won't board with listeners with. But basically, we did a podcast a couple of years ago. And he used to host that with us as well. So, video games have brought us together. So that was my first takeaway. I wanted to give um, Josh, like when we started talking about this topic, uh, what were you thinking?
1: Like, I mean, obviously, the show came to mind right away because I mean, that's kind of we haven't lived near each other for a a long time. I mean, most of us, I mean, you and Shay were near each other for a while. But other than that, Mm -hmm. we've been all over the place, and gaming is kind of the only way we've kept in touch. Um, to make that all keep going, but um yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, though, um I've been able to keep up with um some of my family the same way, similar, similar to what you were saying, not my my siblings aren't huge gamers, so I haven't really kept up with them mm-hmm. as much, um but other members of my family, just kind of extended family and stuff will. We'll game occasionally. My brother-in-law is a big um, big WoW player. So we played mm. a bunch of that just to keep up. Um, mm. And that... It, it just... It always gives you something to go do. So it's not... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind uh, of like couples that game together. It's
0: like you have a little extra... You know, because sometimes couples, even if they're in a good relationship, they have trouble finding stuff to do together. And it's always nice when you seen a couple that plays games together. Or likes watching each other play games, because it's like they have something to do together
1: yeah and that's yeah 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 exactly
0: um what about you fish
3: yeah going right off that um of course you guys are my bestest of friends in as far as uh life in general and uh in video game talk as well like um i don't know it, it's 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 crazy that video games keeps us together in a way um this podcast as well but like if video games weren't here like we really wouldn't have this common thread to all be connected to and feel a part of and um i don't think our friendships would be as strong as they are as is uh without video games so like uh, i definitely love that the fact that we can all get together on that but um Video games have always been a part of my life, and like it's always fun to come in contact with anybody who enjoys the games that I do, and have conversations with them, and then you know slowly get to know them, uh, kind of using the the games as a foundation. Um, and uh, that's actually how I met my wife. Is uh we oh, we, cool. would ta- we would talk we would talk at work. We would both worked together at a fast food joint and um yeah uh, eventually we just started talking about what games we had on the ps3 because uh, that was a little wait that was a uh, the generation at that time that was out and uh yeah she would talk about games that i never heard of and i'll be uh actually interested in it and you know um i kind of took a liking to her so like i would be interested in the game and i would also be interested in during her talk so it was like a win-win for me I was just like man this is pretty cool that I'm, I'm having this conversation with this really cool chick and yeah she's talking about video games that I haven't heard of that I'm genuinely interested in so like yeah our our relationship kind of built from there and I would come over to her place and play Heavenly Sword like I actually beat it over there, is that what, you, is that what you call house. it?
0: Heavenly Sword? I haven't heard it referred to quite like <laughs> oh, <think> that probably... <laughs>
1: his is much more majestic than yours <laughs> no one would ever call it that around you it's, that's true That's true.
0: Yeah. I couldn't think of a counter game that had a really awful sword name but if I could have I would have
3: there's uh there's Hellblade
0: oh, there we go that's a good little fish
3: uh, yeah but yeah definitely it, it helped us definitely kind okay. of find that connection and move along yeah, from there.
2: yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Well, and Jason, you said it's like uh, you said, you and your brother—it's like the big thread between you two, or?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, when we were growing up, I mean, we were we were always um, like super close. Um, a lot of people found it really strange because I think everyone we knew, my like all of my friends, had brothers and sisters, and they just fought like crazy. But me and my brother, Ooh. there was only like three years between us, and we've always been like super close. But um, gaming from. As as far as I can remember, has always always mm. been um, a big part of our, our relationship. I mean, I think it was this uh, Master System, the Sega Master System, was yeah. like the first uh, console that I have vague memories of us playing together. Um, right through, you know, the Super Nintendo, the uh, Mega Drive, which was the Genesis in in the US, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we used to just play just everything together even we had the um uh the scope six game um with a huge bazooka kind of light gun for the oh, uh, the super, super nintendo scope. yeah the yeah. super scope was it, it was just like ridiculous and even that we would manage to somehow make up some game that we could play together even though it's only obviously single player um so we'd like <laughs> you know arrange <laughs> trans- like a couple realm. of well we would like put some two chairs in the room and arrange some like cushions and, and stuff around it and pretend we're in some sort of like kind of spaceship shooting at aliens. And like one of us would take turns pretending <laughs> to be the pilot whilst the other guy's the gunner. And, you know, we would kind of, you know, really kind of uh, get into our, our games. And and we used to love playing stuff like um, Battletoads and Streets of Rage and anything where you were oh, kind of yeah. some awesome bad guy ass kicking duo team kind of stuff so and it was like you know anything you know co-op games stuff like that was was just like we would we were playing stuff like that all the time together and and uh yeah so it was it was always central to to our relationship and even later on he uh he bought me my first kind of um my own game uh games console he bought me bought me a GameCube um which oh, i okay. absolutely loved he he wasn't big into it um and yeah, he just started like working part-time jobs and stuff, and I, I couldn't believe that he actually decided to to buy an actual either. games console for me. So oh, uh, cool. so yeah, and and so even cool. later on, he he knew how much I loved that, so he he went and bought me an Xbox, the first enormous huge Xbox. So uh, so, so yeah, he was super generous, of, uh, and
0: you must have a lot of great GameCube memories if that was like your first real. <laughs> um, oh God,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, I. I I, I absolutely loved the GameCube. My brother wasn't wasn't too big of a fan. Um, but yeah, it was uh, like... Wind Waker of, um, and all that good stuff. Yeah, Wind yeah. Waker, Me- the Metroid stuff. Um, yeah, Metroid Prime. Yeah, yeah. Metroid Prime is like, yeah, that's that's up there with one of my kind of all-time favorite um, series. So yeah, I had had a lot of good memories from uh, from that. And then obviously with uh, the first Xbox, with a um, Skip Taylor one. Uh, never mm. really played Halo 1 but Halo 2 was that was like huge especially for me and oh, my brother God. and a few yeah. few of our friends mm. and uh, it's, it's quite cool actually coming coming back to kind of uh, um, more recent Bungie stuff um, where I, I feel like it's kind of capturing um, some of that color, kind of old feel that, that I had when I used to play Halo 2 with all all my friends and uh, yeah it was it was cool because um, it brought um, some of my friends, I had had a friend who who lived close by. We used to go over to his place and um, play on uh, his Xbox. And then he he was older than us, had a bit more money. He got fed up playing split screen, bought another Xbox and another mm-hmm. TV. Do the LAN party thing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See me and Josh yeah, so, used to do so, that
0: too. Like when we first met, we lived in Mississippi, and like weirdly enough, me and Josh bonded over Halo because we're not we, neither of us are shooter guys, but at the time Halo yeah. was. The exception to all rules, but yeah, we used to yeah. uh, lug our. We had on a military base. We would drag our Xboxes and our control. No, we just dragged controllers over to people's houses and like that. We barely knew from maybe the school bus and play. Go to Halo land parties with strangers. I, that's one memory that I will always remember um to this day.
2: So, uh yeah, it's that same it thing. Is. That
0: friendship, like it brought us together. These people we didn't even know.
2: Yep. And it was, I think, like you said, it it was, it was the kind of game where, um, even if you weren't kind of a crazy kind of shooter fan, it was, it was kind of, uh, a bit of a universal game, really. We had, we had friends who, Mm -hmm. who weren't gamers at all and we would invite those guys over. They would have, have a a good, good time playing Halo too. Um, but yeah, it was, Mm -hmm. it was so much fun. We would, and then, yeah, we got to an age when we were obviously drinking a few beers, getting, getting rowdy with, with, uh with Americans online shouting at them, insulting their mothers and stuff. And, uh, oh,
0: that's where it started. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, that's where it originated.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So, yeah, we, we had so much, so much fun doing that kind of stuff. And, uh, and yeah, I just feel like it, it kind of really kind of cemented, um, our kind of relationship and, and, you know, as, as you're growing up and, you know, siblings start getting into different stuff. My brother was way more into sports than I was and, you know, I was always into my kind of, you know, alternative music scene and mm. and getting into you know going to art college and all that kind of stuff. And you know, he was on the other side. I mean, he works as like an engineer on on um, fighter jets and stuff now. So uh, like, um, we're, you know, we're kind of worlds apart. But in terms of our interest for gaming, that's that's always been there from from you know literally my my earliest memories. So uh, so it's really cool that that now we can still. You know, with obviously with online gaming, it's um, it's just super easy now. We can just you can just send me a message saying, "Hey, are you online tonight?" Yeah, we mm-hmm. just jump online playing games, and rather than just chatting on the phone or or on Skype, we're actually doing something together. We're having fun. Yeah. We're you know you, you're discovering stuff. You've got. And sometimes we literally just, you know, we'll be playing Destiny. We'd we just be sat sat in the tower, which somehow still exists. Zoned out, Destiny yeah. <laughs> one <and my> well. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll just be like sat in the tower, just you know, having a conversation, starting a little dance party, whatever. You know, sometimes we're not we're not yeah. even playing. We're just you know, we're just having well, having fun. Wow
0: is big for that too. Like uh, yeah. Destiny, Wow, Diablo. They're almost more like social. Yeah. They're like social clubs where you just happen to be gaming in the background, which is not a yeah. slight on those games, but it's like... Because if there's a mm-hmm. grind to it, like a Diablo or a Destiny, you want to kind of turn your brain off. So, like, you know, 10 dick jokes later, me and Fish are finding a legendary. So it's like, oh, this is win-win. Yeah. We're, we're on here making jokes, and then we're finding cool loot that's, you know, it's... it's That's what, I think, part of what you are saying with Destiny, you know, capturing that Halo magic, too. I did a video on the Instagram earlier this week about how it's basically, to me, you know, the slot machine... Where they just said, "Hey, let's basically add the slot machine from mobile games and Diablo and whatnot, and put it into to Halo," and that's basically what they did. Um, yeah. But the social space is, yeah, you can just you get on there and catch up with your friends for a couple hours, and it becomes something so much more than a video game at that point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. It's you know, it's it's uh, it's it's a key kind of part of our friendship now. So. Well,
0: it's and cool. sometimes it's been detrimental. Like Fish, we used to joke with Fish because he. You know, like, the social spaces and, um, like, MMOs and stuff like that. Like, he would get lost in all those, uh, like, EverQuest and World of Warcraft because he was building friendships with all these people online. And that's actually an interesting dynamic to this uh, question, too, even philosophically. Like, friendships that you make with people that you have never met, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's this whole world of people out there that you sometimes will meet that you don't... Like, you be you actually grow a friendship with them purely because you met them in the game itself. Which is
1: an yeah. interesting layer to that. Yeah. Yeah. I've made yeah. several friendships that way playing, playing WoW and, uh, and other games as well. But, but specifically, WoW, just Guildies that you, you, you play with them for years. They end up becoming really, really good friends just because you, um, I mean, you, you have to get to know these people to, uh, to want to be around them that much. Cause even, even if you are just, Playing a game together, it ends up being being a whole lot more than that. Just because you, you notice when people aren't aren't playing well, and notice when you know they're just distracted, and it's um, there's something going on. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's you can wrong? Make, are you down? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. I mean, some of my best friends are people I've I've met that way, um, and yeah, I've just kept up with for years. At this point, um, I've got friends that i met online who are now friends with my kids as well like just grown up with them and you know my daughter plays um a lot of the blizzard games as well so she'll hang out with me and my friends on there um and it just yeah it's really cool it's it's not something i would have expected going into that game but it's it's really become you know, a much bigger Part of life than I would have would have guessed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. um There's a whole other layer to the friendship thing when you think about it that way as well. And I remember Fish. Whenever we lived in our apartment days, we had we had so many. It's funny you mention that, Jason, because when we lived for so when I invited Fish up, we did like the whole, "Hey, we're best friends. We live across the world." But what if you moved up to Montana and we got an apartment for a year and just lived a crazy life for a while? You know what I mean? And uh, and part of that year, we had all these cool memories of, like, like he, he, catching him up on all these games that he missed. And I was the only person with an Xbox 360 at the time. And we had uh, – we did bring a friend over, and that was when Gears of War was big. So we'd have, like, two TVs running across the house, and, like, each room would be shouting at each other while we were playing Gears of War. And we had so many good uh, memories uh, that way <laughs> as well. It was, like, sort of the extension of the Halo Land party in some ways.
4: But um, – yeah. It, it was, it's it, uh it was, it, no go
2: ahead yeah uh, yeah no I was just going to say it's it's one of those things where it's like you know if 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 you weren't into gaming you know you might you might have a bunch of friends you know i don't know you you might go bowling you might might play some kind of sports together you, you know if you if you had a local sports team that you, that you were a part of yeah. you know it's it's more than just um sitting down and having a chat with somebody just talking you know you 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 you're bonding over over an activity you're doing mm-hmm. something you know, yeah. that, that you're, you're, um, you're both kind of, or, or if it's a group, you're all invested in it. And I think the, the kind of sports thing comes, you know, uh, is, is kind of tied in where you're, you know, especially in, in MMOs and stuff, if you're doing a raid or whatever, you know, you, you're working together, you, you, you're kind of, it's more than, than what, you know, some casual friends would, would have the bond that you yeah. have is, is kind of, it's so more than just a friendship. You, mm-hmm. Yeah. You get a friendship
0: yeah. buff that increases your quality yeah. of play.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: No, that's a That's an interesting layer there too. If you know the people you're playing with, how much it can enhance. that. Like me and Fisher and the crew. Oh, see, sometimes it's in, uh, it's, Fish can be encouragable, sometimes we'll be playing in the crucible and like fish is normally very mild mannered and calm, but when he's in the crucible and he's popping people off, he's like Fuck yeah, ball, ball he's just he <laughs> it like turns into everyone does it, but it, you know, it's like he's got the adrenaline Starts out, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know, chugging bull shark semen at that point, he's just fucking veins are popping off. Yeah, it's Right Fish?
2: Uh
3: yeah.
5: He's
0: like,
3: <laughs>
2: <halfway. Okay. laughs> He says calmly <laughs> uh, uh,
3: that 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 uh that competitiveness just really yeah brings it out of me, and if somebody else is there to listen to that, like I'll actually bring it out, so um, usually, my wife takes a brunt of that, like like just last night i was I was doing the crucible and having a blast doing it, and um I started just yelling at the t v whenever like some of my teammates weren't doing that well." And I have my chat on, but like if you're playing with randos, like they don't have their chat on, so it's not the same. So, um, (laughs) I I had my wife there, and she was just hearing everything. And yeah, I just she's
0: like, "Who the I married this man?" Yeah, was (laughs) like, "That's
3: exactly." I had the exact
2: yeah, I the Uh, exact same thing last night in Crucible. I was like coming out with you know. You, your team loses but you're top of the table on your team and I was just like, Yeah, my girlfriend's just sat next to me and on she's <laughs> she's not really into gaming, so she doesn't get it, but I was still vent to her. I'm like, Oh my god, everyone sucks on this team and you know. It's just <laughs> mm-hmm. uh yeah, they Yeah. They take the brunt. We, but hey.
0: Speaking of taking the brunt of it, one of our um our our guest ho I'm sorry, guests our co host Shay uh, who's going to make an appearance here in just a moment. We actually we used to play Rocket League with him, and he would say the most hurtful, terrible things to me if I wasn't holding <laughs> up my end of the team. Hey, Morgan, the ball went right over your head, you fucking idiot! What's your problem? Was, like, come on! I'm going for the—are you fucking—what's wrong with you? Like, he's just screaming all these things, and I'm just like— Like, it was like, who is this man? This is not the Shay. I thought you were my friend. Um, You know, so sometimes, you know, friendships can be destroyed with video games as well. Um speaking of which, that's I true. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me but Shay, can you hear me? Are you are you checking in yet? Are you live on the podcast?
4: Yeah, I'm here.
0: He's, <laughs> Shay <laughs> Shay's arisen um with that beautiful introduction. Shay just sped back from his hot date Layton. Um, he's still wiping the. the, (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say the the latex off, but that didn't make any sense. Um, he's still wiping the lubricant off himself, but he's made it here in time for the show. Um, how how are you doing, Shay? I'm
4: good. Um, I went to get some okonomiyaki, which is like Japanese pancakes, basically. Oh yeah. And then we went bowling. (laughs)
0: That's it. Oh, cool. Ah. That, that's that's what that's all it's we good. get for the show. You know, that's it. No,
4: really, that that is it. Okay. There's nothing else to tell.
0: Sounds very sweet. Sounds like a, a sitcom. Yeah. Japanese. Some of that
1: tankers. hot bowling.
4: Mhm. How,
0: <laughs> how many? How many holes did you plug? Does that work with a bowling ball reference? I don't know. I'm just three. Imagining. Okay, there three. <laughs> oh,
1: it, how, it only how, works how after balls, you answer. How many it. balls
2: did you use?
4: Yeah. How many balls did you use? you just picked the one two, two. Uh-huh. okay right.
0: yes, two. Well, that's cool um <laughs> well shay's here just in time did you yeah. want to say anything about gaming friendship before we move on shay we were just kind of discussing the podcast how it brought us all together i was telling them how when we first met you you know we were doing our other podcast at the time and i won't go into the details of that to bore our listeners but you know, we we met you because of our love of video games and podcasts and mutual friend, too. So uh, video games and friend has literally sure. held us all together.
4: It's true. It's um, First off, I'd like to defend myself with the Rocket League. I wasn't yelling at you. I was yelling at literally everyone else but you <laughs> on Rocket League. I never called you a fucking idiot. I called no, everyone no, else no. a fucking
0: idiot. You didn't, but you were disappointed I in me several times. You were you are disappointed. I was. I was. Thing.
4: I wasn't mad. I was just disappointed.
0: So, Aww. Aww. that's what my dad used to say. <laughs> I know. I know.
2: I'm every dad I'm disappointed. That. It's like the worst <laughs> thing to hear ever. Oh,
4: uh, I know. Right? You're like, I'm a
2: failure. It's yeah.
4: Um, but failure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, it's yeah. It's weird how it kind of all culminates like just some of your the best friends you meet or the best games you find are through other friends i um actually found that dragon warrior monsters game that i always say is better than pokemon um i was staying the night at a friend's house and they were playing it one day and they let me play it and that that happened in the fifth grade it's just completely random or you know i stayed at a friend's house in the third grade and they had zombies Save my neighbors and i just randomly played that game there and ended up being one of my favorite games for the super nintendo so it's just interesting how those things come about like or even when we did the pokemon tournament back in the spt days and we were doing it with fish and i had never met fish and i had yeah. never even seen his face really except through pictures um until we started doing the podcast and i still have never met fish because he won't come back to the motherland of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> motherland. I like how you said that. I need to come. Maybe back.
3: someday.
0: He's 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 imprinting that in your subconscious by calling it your motherland. That you'll be more inclined to return to your place of origin.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, it's not my Japan's place a great of origin, place, man. It's further west, out yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we just like to joke with fish. Fish just gets lumped in with all of the ethnicities that we can really. I mean, people if 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 people didn't know that we knew fish really well, they'd think we were terrible human beings. Um, but, but, but
4: tune in next week when we yeah, say are not
2: discriminating. American. You just pick pick all all the uh, ethnicities. That's yeah, that's you're right. Like, yeah. Then there's no discrimination. Exactly,
0: exactly. That's that's a positive spin on it. I'm have to remember that. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And, um, but no, on that note, Shay, I'm glad you made it in time Shay, because, uh, we were, I was just about to move on from uh, our topic, which was a really fun one about gaming and friendships and, and something we could really go on and on about forever. Um, and maybe one day we we'll really do, could. maybe one day we'll do like gaming and family because that's another big one too, I think.
4: Yes. Um, that's like, huge. Uh, yeah.
0: That's like, what you she have, said. Like, yeah, oh, there we go. You answered your own joke. That's my job, Shay. That's my one job on this fucking podcast, that you took it from me.
4: Well, I seized the opportunity.
0: All right, can't blame you for doing that. Um,
1: that was well, yeah, another we... setup, Morgan. Come on, no, come on. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Come on, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh,
0: it wasn't. It wasn't quite what I wanted. I wanted a little bit more
2: that's what she At, said no,
0: everyone, see? <laughs> see? See? <laughs> that's how i, vert- I yes. return the the um but as we kind of segue here um we can kind of get a shay involved a little bit uh, i notice he's leaning over a lot his microphone must be in a weird spot because i keep seeing him like crane his neck over to this weird <laughs> place on the webcam <laughs> talking to his his new microphone <laughs>
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's on my desk, and uh, Josh and I actually figured this out, that my laptop needs to be to the side, otherwise it sounds like a vacuum cleaner, is mm. sucking up my microphone, basically. Oh, okay. So, it, it, well, it's um, actually, the, the webcam is at a weird angle, not the microphone, mm-hmm. so much. Uh, we gotta
0: find a creative something to do, but that doesn't look comfortable at all. Um, <laughs> it's cool. We bad. just get to look it's at his bad. bicep
2: most of the time. That's it's yeah, fine. yeah. His little <laughs> yeah. triceps.
0: Yeah, please work out your triceps, because if I'm gonna be staring yeah. at him the whole time, they gotta look good.
1: Yeah.
2: Throw some oil on there or something. Come on. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Take some of that leftover lube and oh no, here. Look what you did.
2: Uh, uh,
0: well. For our listeners, it... Shay's ass was now in our way. I hit the I always forget to narrate this stuff. Shay's ass is now on the webcam.
4: At least it's not naked.
0: Well, yeah, last week it was. That's for sure. Um, no, I'm going to leave that one. It's, it's not a good podcast unless Shay loses a couple articles of clothing. Um, <laughs> it's like a Dothraki <laughs> wedding. Uh, you know, it's, like, it's, a, it's not a good wedding unless you, a couple people die. Uh, you missed it. Before we started the show, we oh, were okay. talking about hillbilly Dothraki, and it was Fish's uh, native tongue. So it was a weird conversation that we were having. Um, Huh. we still we still haven't got to hear it maybe i can try and bear's fish live on the podcast can we get some of that hillbilly dothraki one more time fish
3: i, I thought we agreed it's it's impossible to do a dothraki exit and mix a hillbilly into well, it i
0: figured with <laughs> maybe with the pressure coming alive on the show that something would come out that would just be still be great please <laughs> just give it your best shot there's no failing there's no failing Say howdy, partner, but add Dothraki <laughs> to it. Add Dothraki to it.
3: Howdy, Dothraki.
4: No. <laughs>
1: no that's, what? Uh, that's terrible. That's <laughs>
3: terrible. That's you just
1: terrible. said there's huh. no
4: failing, and then you just yelled I'm not at him. mad at you. Yeah.
1: Just disappointed. Yeah. I'm just
3: disappointed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to mute
3: myself here for the next few minutes. That's
0: No, that's okay. You don't have to be in shame. I'm just... That's I'm just setting you up for failure. That's pretty much my entire goal with this podcast, um, and in life. As my as my good friend. Um, but as we segue here, friend. I know this. So there's no bio um, break article this week, only because, like I said before the show, uh, I was I didn't think Shay was going to be here until about five minutes ago. Um, but that's okay because as we do our weekly catch up and some of the other games we've been playing, Shay finally got around to playing some sonic mania which has been a controversial show on the podcast um yes with with both josh disliking it and fish not knowing how to play it um (laughs) we've had a lot
4: of says a lot about the game i'm disgusted with the both of you
0: (laughs) now, now before we get into this shay uh jason do you have any sort of anything you'd like to say about sonic or sonic in general before we lurch into this uh discussion
2: Basically, when what was it? The Dreamcast when it first ventured into like real three D stuff. Um, yeah, Sonic Adventure. Yeah, I think like yeah, Sonic Adventure. That that was kind of enjoyable. Since then, it just became trash. And I'm really glad to see that it's actually going back to uh, to yeah, what what was actually fun. I used to love the the original kind of Sonic games, and it's it's nice. To, I mean, I, I haven't played the the, uh, the new Sonic menu, but yeah, it's it's awesome to see that it looks like old school Sonic. So, yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Like they're mm. doing Sonic, right. Did you have good Sonic memories as a kid? Were you, uh, you mentioned the Genesis earlier. Was that one of the games you played with your brother or was it just,
2: yeah. Um, didn't play too much like Sonic together, but I mean, I, I'd play a bit myself. Um, not with myself in case that came out <laughs> wrong, um, I played Sonic myself. Um, but yeah, I, I used to love the the original Sonic stuff. I mean, it was one of the only games at the time that I played that had that super fast paced kind of twitch reflex kind of stuff going on. You know, it was, you know, you compare that to the Mario games and stuff and it was like, you know, lightning speed in comparison. And, and I think it's, you know, it was, it was fun to play something like that and. And seeing, you know, watching some of the reviews and, and watching some videos of it, it's it's quite fun seeing it. It's got all the old sounds. It's, you know, I mean, coming back to what you guys were talking about on a recent podcast, the whole nostalgia thing. That's like, you know, it just brings that whole thing back, even though there's all new content and stuff in there. It's, uh, yeah, it's cool.
0: It's like modern yeah. nostalgia. Yeah. 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 Point. Um, interesting thing is, okay, speaking of which, yeah, Sonic Mania is very interesting for nostalgia because it's both remixed versions of classic levels, reimagined version of classic levels and music, and then brand new levels inspired by that classic look. So it's a very interesting pack. So, Shay, yours is one of the games you were looking forward to the most, so I'm glad we can talk to you about this. Um, Yes. I'm I'm trying to think of a good starting point here. Let's just say... Um... You had this on your most anticipated games of E3. You've been talking about this for a long time. Um, why were you looking forward to this game specifically compared to maybe some of the other Sonic games? Was it just because it was tied as being the the return to form you had been wanting?
4: Um, it it started with Sonic Generations when you and I had played that back in two thousand and twelve when it had come out.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, I think that was a wonderful return. no, it was 2011, I think. It doesn't matter. It was a good return to the franchise. It was a good um, iteration of the game, to me. Uh, Sonic 4 didn't quite capture what I think you and I were looking for when we both played it. But Sonic Generations managed to kind of take the best of both worlds of Sonic, of like the old games and new games, make them HD, make all the backgrounds have tons of stuff going on, yet keep that simplistic gameplay there. And I really like Sonic Generations. I think that game was criminally underrated. I think that people just when they say Sonic is a bad series and it hasn't been good since Sega, they just want to lump everything because it's easier to say that than look for the hidden hidden games that were actually decent to good in between the Genesis games and now. And I will admit there are very few Sonic games that have been good since then, but Sonic Generations was one of them. That game was very, very good. And coming back into Sonic Mania, just reading everything about it, they were kind of wanting to capitalize on them realizing that Generations was such a hit because of the fact that they kind of did a return to form. And on top of that, they realized that the hundreds of other iterations they've done have been wildly a failure. And so they need to kind of revitalize the series. So returning it to its most basic form and working from the ground up is the natural way to revive that series. And I I absolutely love the first two games. Um, They were games that I played over and over. So getting to see them kind of more or less redo slash reimagine the first few worlds and then make a bunch of new ones was, I wouldn't say a dream come true, I think that's a little bit of an extreme, but it certainly made me happy, it made my gaming soul happy that they were able to revitalize the series, and I think it's been great.
0: Yeah, Emerald Hills, Chemical Plant, all those classic levels. people Mm -hmm. that played it and it's weird because fish played it for the first time he had never played a sonic game at all in his entire life and some of that was lost on him some of that level of nostalgia which i think is fascinating because it's like there are people out there that never touched sonic so these sorts of games maybe are not completely tailored to them um but yeah i I wonder like how, how much
3: of that i wonder how much of that nostalgia actually is carrying you guys as far as like wanting to like this game or um how much love you have for these for the game because as i play sonic like it's it's literally like pretty much might as well be my first sonic game that i've ever played because i've never owned a mm-hmm. sega system never owned a dreamcast never played those games at a friend's house or anything like that so like i literally have no uh, experience with uh the older generations of this game and um seeing where it's where it started and where it went to and um yeah it's it's tough for me to like put a finger on you don't care don't try to mince words (laughs) just say you don't care
0: like i don't care about sonic
3: (laughs) i don't care for the gameplay i
4: guess (laughs) Uh, what's what's interesting on the flip side of that is had you grown up with sonic never touched a mario game and then the first Mar- mario game you touched would have been something like maybe i don't know super uh what is it mario maker or something like that if the maybe yeah. the gameplay would have bothered you then like it's interesting to think about it from like a parallel universe type of sense but also it's it's kind of crazy to me that it didn't resonate with you because when I was listening to a lot of the music that actually came from the originals, they may have done a few extra bells and whistles, but largely some of that music was the same. I can hear the um, the, the influences there from older games previously and how that music has affected music subsequently in other video games and that's just like one aspect of the game that that influence that sonic had and so that's just in a way it's just perplexing to me that it didn't resonate because of the influence it had
0: first of all the fact you didn't have a single friend that played sonic fish i'm worried about your childhood that's another story you, how did you not have one friend that played sonic like what kind of life did you have it's very um, sad
1: he he
2: chose his friends carefully <laughs> oh
0: exactly. yeah get a bunch of joshes right, right. yeah.
2: like one one of the questions do you play sonic yes yeah, right i'm not your friend i don't i don't yeah. want to know you get out my life <laughs> that's
0: your litmus test yeah um well you just have a head chart no huh. That would have been – I totally think that would have been a fish game too because he was the kid in school with the, the gelled up spiky hair. Um, you know what I mean? He was – he was thinking he was cool all the time. He was all this attitude. Yeah, um, he was the
1: Filipino Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what he was.
3: I came rolling out of the, the slide, <laughs> just shooting out of it, doing loops and stuff. I
0: thought you were going to say you came rolling out of your mom's womb slow, oh. but then you went the other way with it. But your way probably makes more sense um yeah less disgusting as well. <laughs> uh, speaking of which oh, which oh so you're saying your mother's
4: disgusting things. fish
0: your mother <laughs> is a classy no. lady birth <laughs> is a beautiful <laughs> thing
1: she fish, is.
4: You, sick it
1: is. you
3: thank you
0: God.
3: but That's i don't some imagine my respect for your rolling out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay
0: okay um, i'm sorry one cool thing you did with the music in the new sonic game that i found is i went back and i was comparing out of curiosity i took the original tracks and I was comparing them to the the modern tracks because Josh made this joke a couple podcasts ago where I was like, Sonic Mania might have the best soundtrack of the year. And he's like, yeah, but it's taking most of that from those original games. And, and that's true. That's true. Well, but, it was
1: um, the best soundtrack of 20 years ago, not, yeah. not this year. So. But,
0: but they do not just with the remixes, but if you go back and listen to the exact tracks they replicate – They sound so much better now. Like you can go back, um, Lava Reef was one of my favorite tracks in the game. And if you go back and listen to the Lava Reef from the Genesis um, and then put that audio side by side with the new one, it is just miles different. Um, But the core melodies, of course, are there. So they did so much work in, in capturing that original style. But anyway, this is, I've talked a lot about Sonic. How did you feel about it, Shay? You finally got to Sonic Mania. Let's just get right to it. How'd you feel about it?
4: I think it was great. I it did everything I wanted it to and more. Um it was it was weird because I really enjoyed the levels that they redid, but then playing some of those new levels they created. I almost had this feeling of I wish the game was almost entirely new levels in that style. Like they they did that retro style and the new levels were just so imaginative and cool and the music was just different in in a in a revitalizing and refreshing way and i just i just had i just had those feelings of wishing that that's what the game primarily was and that doesn't mean anything bad about it that just means it was great they they did everything they set out to do and i i think it it for lack of a better word, hit the mark. Perfectly. The
0: only tricky part that about that, though, Shay, is if they had done that, we wouldn't have been able to play Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine in End of God, Chemical I Plants. God, I know. Own. Jesus. <laughs> so man, that was, they did a bunch of weird... Brilliant. Look at Josh. He's trying not to say anything. He's trying real hard.
5: Uh-huh. I'm trying to be
0: nice. <laughs> man,
4: it, was, it was so cool. It was so cool. Like... Popping in there, I'm like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And then I was like, oh, no way. Oh, no way. And I was so yeah. happy when that happened. I really was. It was cool. It was a good throwback. They they did a bunch of stuff where, like,
0: even the original levels, like Emerald Hill has a completely... I'm, so, I'm sorry, Emerald Hill is a Sonic 2. Um, Green Hill Zone has, like, a completely new boss at the end of it. Um. So like even, mm-hmm. and, and here's the thing, Shay, that's interesting about that. I don't disagree with you, but I couldn't tell you all the levels that were in the original Sonic game, even though I was a Sonic fan. It's been so long, right? So like that Lava Reef level I told you about, that was one of my favorite musically and just from a, uh, a style uh, and like just a composition point of view. Like I didn't remember that level. So I, to me, it was <laughs> kind of new, you know, because it's been 20 years. That's so cool. those are like, so I don't know. I, I kind of liked the the, the mixture of, of both worlds there. Also, the difficulty. Shay did not seem to have as much difficulty as we did, but uh, that game <laughs> that game caused me some fucking... Th- <sighs> some controller-throwing moments, I tell you what. And... Um, J- Josh hasn't been able to get to it yet. Josh thinks he's all tough at video games, but he, he hasn't been able to beat, you know, the level four of Sonic Mania yet, so... That was beyond boring.
1: <laughs> beyond boring i think my daughter is farther <laughs> than i am in that game now just because she's put in the time i don't know exactly where she stopped but yeah i'm That's pretty
4: sure she's farther that, uh, than that me that the uh it's good that the mentee has moved past the mentor mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's okay it's okay josh you know if you decide you want to grab the reins again as the most hardcore gamer on the podcast
1: then can... i will avoid sonic <laughs>
4: It's a good idea. We wouldn't want you to rage quit and uh, have to admit that I'm better than you at one video game. Uh Yeah. Can't give me that one title.
0: you got to give him the one game. Just the one game. Mm -hmm. He's probably better than me at that game,
4: too.
1: I'm sure Um, he is.
4: I'm actually playing that game again right now, and I I think I just beat the fifth world, and I have 17 lives right now. Jesus Christ, that's not even possible. You can't have 17 lives. (laughs) That means you've gotten a
0: hundred... Uh, okay. But but the point is, one thing I really appreciated was that Sonic had always acted badass, right? And this is like big picture stuff. But since we were kids, the games were really hard uh, because mostly because you had to start the whole game over when you died, generally. Especially the original Sonic. It wasn't a super hard game, but when you died and lost all your lives, having to play the whole fucking game over again made it difficult, right? But I was glad they made Sonic really tough now. Um, most of the people you talk to will tell you this game is pretty fucking tough. And what I think is cool about that is I feel like Sonic has earned his badassness now. Like, when I look at Sonic, I'm like, yeah, you are a badass. Before, it was just, you know, I was flying through levels left and right. And it's like, you didn't earn it, Sonic. Don't you just wag your finger at me. You, don't, you haven't earned this attitude since we were kids. But now, I can proudly say as I display this Sonic amiibo in my podcast studio, that Sonic has earned the right to be called a badass. hmm I just wanted to say that.
1: Yeah, nothing shows that better than Nintendo finally being willing to have something to do with him. <laughs> him selling out and becoming an amiibo.
3: <laughs> that was always my great yeah.
0: satisfaction when I would whip people's ass in Smash Brothers with Sonic because he was a pain in the ass to use in those games. And uh, <laughs> it always felt weird kicking Mario's ass with Sonic. There was something beautiful about that um but again that's not because i dislike mario i just I'm, I'm just so sick of hearing about mario and we get it you're great you've been great you know slap your 12 inch dick somewhere else you know sonic deserves a chance he
4: deserves he's, his. he's not slapping anybody with his dick you're you're missing the joke here he's laying pipe
1: he lays. yeah come on come on it's obvious morgan you've got god good job, good job. it's right there it's, <laughs> I did. it's right there it's I'm just
0: setting you guys up. You know, I'm not, I don't want to take it all. I want to take all the thunder. Um, But yeah, Shay, do you have any other Sonic Mania observations before we move on? I know you spent a lot of time with it. Yeah, I want to give you a chance. Do you want to say anything else before we move on from Sonic here?
4: Um, I just really love that when you look at the environments that there's so much going on, but the game moves you at such a brisk pace that unless you really stop and look at it, it's just a part of the world. But when you do stop to look at what's going on, there's so much going on in the world compared to the old games. And I think that just speaks to the beauty of the game. It can be as simple as you want it to be, or it can actually be complex if mm-hmm. you want it to be. Mm-hmm. That's a good
0: point. And it's too complex for some people, like Fish and Josh, but that's okay. That's okay because... it's okay.
3: It's okay. There's... There's
0: multiple routes you can take. Well,
3: (laughs) well, I feel like they they should, I don't feel like I'm rewarded as much as exploring in that game as opposed to, like, a game in like uh, Super Mario World where, like, I mean, yeah, you could find, like, all the Chaos Emeralds or whatever or um, secret areas or... um, Do you you know know what a Chaos Emerald gets you, Fish? What does a Chaos Emerald give you?
0: Uh, I don't know. You don't know. What
4: does it give you? Fucking... <laughs> yeah. Shay, tell him what getting all the Chaos Emeralds gives him. Um, there are multiple things. First off, you get Super Sonic, which is like Super Saiyan. Super Sonic. Sonic.
0: <laughs> He's the Dragon Ball Z of wow. Sonic. Come on, man. Wow. I see Jason awesome. nodding his head in there,
4: like, yeah. Sounds like a
2: great yeah, game. Awesome. It's like the coolest thing ever. You get a secret <laughs> like when he goes Super Saiyan. final box.
4: <laughs>
1: There's secret a secret final
4: boss, final boss in, the, in that game as well. If you collect everything, oh, yeah, yeah. Those those mini games,
3: though, for those emeralds are pretty. <sighs> <laughs> they're, mm. they're not yeah. great. Well, they're that not, and once yeah, you get to that well, Hulk, super Hulk.
1: secret final boss with you know Super Saiyan Sonic. They break up the entire last boss fight into like eighteen episodes. It takes forever. It's, <laughs> it's. I don't know why they do that That's it's, all right. to, to fit more commercials in. That's there, all right. But, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: That's right. I got weeks to waste. I'll watch <laughs> it. Yeah, it's just a I whole did. episode of him
3: spinning up. Yeah. yeah, getting some speed. One, Screaming.
0: One, <laughs> one entire episode is just a close up of his vein throbbing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's starting to sound dirty, but. <laughs> no the, the that is one thing I will admit completely is there were two types of mini games in that one. there's the one that you get above the checkpoints, which is involves you hitting the little blue orbs and that came mm. that mini game oh they brought that back yeah yeah the orb pinball it's bing. fucking terrible it's so bad why they brought that
0: back well, I, I mean understand. some people might is have is it the one
2: where where, where you, you t- basically have just like four directions to go and yes. you have to kind of yeah. keep changing and you hop over yes. the red ones. and uh, Yeah, yes.
1: it, it kind of controls like... Uh, Ass. Like, like, well, like Tron, kind of like a light racer type of a game. Did like you Cuckerman like it, Jason? Did
0: you like that one when you were a
2: kid? No, I, I just remember, yeah, the kind of weird little side kind of games that they added in and never really yeah. enjoying them as much as the actual real game. Just feels a bit bizarre. Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, as a yeah. bonus, you get to play a crappy game.
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty much. I, I think they felt but like no, a level th- of pressure to include those because people, nostalgic memories, but go ahead, che.
4: I The other mini game that they added, the one with, where you hit the giant ring and you chase um, that, it's basically a, like a blimp around trying to get the Chaos Emerald. I actually think yeah. that mini game because that was brand new, that one was fun. Mm-hmm. I think that one was actually halfway enjoyable compared to all the other old bonus levels of the previous Sonic games. That yeah. one was at least, whether or not you liked it, it's at least bearable. The other ones just made you want to do unspeakable, rude things to yourself, but mm-hmm. this, that bonus level was actually good. Yeah, I was about to throw something to Fish,
0: and then I saw him take his headphones off and disappear, so he's probably going to the bathroom. Um, so I'll save that question for for later but uh sorry Shay, go ahead so what you were basically saying in summation because we started getting distracted with this whole war of josh and fish which makes it fun but um of course but yeah in general like it's uh it's pretty i what you were saying about the environments i agree with like they like there's a lot of detail in the and i don't want to call it sprite work necessarily but it looks so incredible and it's so much more than just looks like the Genesis. It kind of looks like what you thought the Genesis looked like when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah. What your brain told you it looked right. like, but it actually looked much worse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right, exactly. that original run animation was like two or three frames, if if that. It was just like left foot forward, right foot forward. And that was that was pretty much it, but they've...
4: They fleshed the that
1: out. They fleshed that out so much. The animations in this game are gorgeous. It is yeah. it is it's amazing. Um, yeah.
0: it really is. I mean, for that kind of it really is a gorgeous game for like for that sort of style. That's what I'll say. Last thing I'll say is fish, when you beat the spider boss, world four, I'll be ready to talk mm-hmm. to you about some. You're allowed to hate it at that point. I just want you to beat World Four okay. and then get back with right. me, and then you're allowed to hate it.
3: Alright, cool. I don't think my opinions will change on a single boss, but prove me wrong.
0: Maybe spider not. Spider boss.
3: Maybe not. Prove me wrong.
0: <laughs> prove me wrong, spider boss. That's all I want. Because that's where I feel like they, it becomes a real game. Whether or not it's a difficult boss for you. I feel like at that point, it's pleasant. you're pleasantly on cruise control. But I feel like at that point, it becomes um, a real challenge and a real cl- a cleverly designed game. Uh, anyways... Uh it's great though. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Shay. It's uh, are you gonna go through it again? Do you plan on playing it um anymore?
4: Yeah, yeah, so I'm I just beat the I Oh sat that's right, down. seventeen
0: lives. That's right, I forgot.
4: Yeah, yeah, Ugh. so I'm past the fifth fifth world right now and I'm definitely gonna go through it again by the end of probably tomorrow. That's
0: devotion. You're gonna get that do you get it in supersonic? You gonna get it? I'm gonna try. Okay. There's no way this guy... I would love... Supersonic is a, is a legendary thing, Fish, and I'm sorry. It's a that, treat. It's a treat. It's a... Uh, speaking of treats, <laughs> we have a rare treat for our listeners today because our good friend and guest co-host Jason Roberts um, wanted to talk a little Destiny 1, original Destiny. We're not even talking Destiny yeah. though, Because over there in France, apparently, oh they, gee. they don't have Destiny 2 yet, so it's... We're back in a time warp.
2: <laughs> no, it's just yeah. Ev- everyone over here is kind of moving on, apart from me. Um, I was, I, well, I, I, I actually played the uh, um, the beta for um, Destiny One back on the 360, and then I didn't actually pick it up because I was too busy playing other games and stuff. And then I picked it up um, around the Taken King. Um, enjoyed it for a little bit, but by that point, everyone else had, had moved on to um, to the next generation console. So I was like playing online on my own, um, trying to find people to, to <laughs> kind of do some uh strikes and raids and stuff with. But um, eventually, I've, I've finally um moved over from Xbox, got a PS4, um, got the uh, the whole kind of um Destiny pack with all the expansion stuff for super cheap at the kind of age of triumph era stuff mm. so that's when i've i've actually gotten so a lot of it's still pretty fresh to me um but yeah everyone else is like oh my god you're still playing that ancient old game and it's like well it's all pretty new to me i'm literally like this morning i was playing and i'm only now getting to the point where i'm i'm looking at the director and i'm like there's nothing left to do apart from a few strikes but yeah yeah so now I'm i'm ready to move on now
0: When I I first met you and you said you were playing it, obviously you turned out to be an incredibly um, intelligent, charming, uh, great fellow to talk to. But when I first met you, when you told me you were still playing Destiny 1, I was a little worried. I was like, I don't know about this guy. This could be a fish scenario. I mean, fish played Destiny 1 for years and, you know, look at fish. So we have (laughs) a. I was worried. I was concerned.
3: Charming young lad,
0: right? Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) He's been inside playing that game for so long you can't even tell he's Filipino anymore. (laughs)
5: <laughs> he,
0: just, I mean, like, guy. he bridged it right he bridged ethnicities and destiny games because he played destiny one right up to destiny two um but yeah so i mean destiny one though that's i mean i'm not here to talk shit on it i mean fish are some of the few people that loved uh d1 um even when it first came out we were um it's much better now because it took us like weeks and weeks to get uh exotics in destiny One. Like I remember like now I have like 10 exotics in Destiny 2 already after a couple of weeks because the drop rate is more forgiving. But in Destiny 1, it was like such a big deal to finally, you know, get your first exotic. And, but you came around with the Taken King and that's a whole – you have like the Dreadnought and all that stuff. So it's a very different yeah. game.
2: I mean, well, obviously now that I've kind of started, you know, again at the kind of Age of Triumph kind of part of it, um, when that that whole stuff kind of kicked off, obviously there was so much content there now. You know, it was. I started the game and I was like, "Where the hell? What do I do?" There's, you know, there's endless <laughs> stuff to do.
5: Yeah, and you know. it's, you know,
2: obviously, if you've been sticking around for years, it, you know, it's it's kind of like drip fed, bit by bit. Mm. Um, and I, I could see, you know, people kind of complaining about, you know, content droughts and nothing to do, and the original story, you know, the vanilla stuff being almost well, there is there is no story. The story is the gr- grimoire stuff and the the the, uh, you know. The lore there was, there was a lack of kind it's of the lore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
5: um
2: so yeah, I mean there was there was a lot of kind of you know, peop people complaining online and stuff, and I didn't I didn't experience it in the same way. I experienced literally the entire package from start to finish in in kind of mm. one one go. So for me, I I, I absolutely loved it. I, I kind of I couldn't complain about there being a lack of content because there was so much stuff for me to do. Um but yeah, the only thing was the whole kind of Fairly absent story, yeah. Um, which uh, I kind of almost I compared Destiny One to like a theme park. So imagine like the Harry Potter theme park. So you've okay. got the novels, which is like the lore. You got all this kind of stuff which does exist and mm. it can go quite deep. But then you've got this kind of theme park which is all styled around it. It's all you know. It's it looks cool. It's fun. There's lots of stuff to do. there's like the social space. But then it it doesn't kind of go. Very deep, so it's almost like Destiny is like the Destiny theme park, and then you you go online to actually get the the real, you know, log into your bungee account, or what was that, the Ishtar yeah. Collective, the website some dude set up, um, yeah. to go and read up on on all of the the real kind of, I mean, I, I've loved re- reading up on like the is it the, the book books of sorrow, book of sorrow, all the kind of history of the you know how the the Taken come about, you know, the Hive, all that kind of stuff. It's it's really cool stuff, but. Yeah, it was all kind of missing from from the actual game, it's which is shame, really strange. Yeah. What they should yeah. done...
1: go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Well, I was just I really would have been a whole lot more open to it if they did something more along the lines of like Dark Souls, where it was because I mean, basically, you get those grimoires, and it's like go to this link, read read what hmm. this drop what what's happening. Like if th- that text can't be that much space, like yeah. just stick it in the game, make it like something even if 90% of the people don't read it, at least then I don't have to go to the external website to find all the other stuff. Because, I mean, I did a similar thing like you were saying. Just go there, read what I could, find out what is happening in this game. And there's some really, yeah. really cool stuff there. But just, just put it in the game. Like, even if it's just something yeah. you read there, I think mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's I didn't so, know. I was just going to say, I never looked up any of that stuff, but I, uh, I've heard it's all really well fleshed out i've just never had the enthusiasm to go dig all that out but sounds like it's good
2: it it kind of yeah it put put a lot more kind of context on on when i was actually because i was i was reading into a lot of it whilst i was doing um some of the stuff on on like the dreadnought and um it it really gave more context to what i was actually doing and um yeah it, it just really changed my perspective on on what i was playing really yeah um and because uh, I mean the art style, I I think is you know it's incredible. The gameplay is awesome. The the fact that it's like this, I mean it's not an MMO as such. You know the typical MMO. You know the whole the whole shared world thing is is you know it's such a cool idea to to throw that into a a kind of a mainstream shooter. Um, and yeah, it was just this one thing which I always love in, in games. You know I love all the Final Fantasy games. You know stuff that that has a story that that drives the whole thing forward that was just completely missing. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for the, the second, um, destiny. So, um, I mean, is, is there story in yeah, there? It, or? It, it, so here's the thing. I wish there was something more along the lines of like a
0: Metroid prime situation where you could just scan something in the world and then boom, mm. You learn a lot about it. Yeah. I, I love that stuff, Like especially in games where there's a level of bio, like a, a biology to it where you can just scan a creature and learn about it or a plan or whatever. That's one of the reasons I love No Man's Sky, even though you're not really learning about stuff. Like I'm sort of filling that in in my brain. Um, but yeah. yeah, Destiny 2, they have a much better story, but it's still like, like a... It's less about, like, the interesting sort of side of the Grimoire and more of, like, here's a classic, like, almost, like, Halo story. Like, you have a bad guy, yeah. you're tracking him down, there's a couple of cool elements to it, but it's, like, very straightforward. It's not, like, this really in-depth, like, psychological thing where you're learning about all these species. It's like, here's a bad guy, this is what he's doing to the Traveler, and there it's very straightforward. And that's, it's not bad. I actually think it's it's fairly engaging. But I think what the reason why they... St- they took sort of a very simple step forward, is because everyone complained about the original Destiny story, and I think they said, okay, let's just give them a good, solid, simple story, and then maybe down the road mm-hmm. we can. But there's all these like adventure missions that like flesh out the world. Like I was telling Fish the other day, I did this side mission where I was learning about this cabal who had separated from the main legion of his pack, and he was doing all this weird stuff to the planet Nessus, and they were using all this code word like royal blood and all this stuff. And I I think that it's actually the cabal who's in the raid. His name is Callus, and he's sort of like this big uh, cabal that's separated from uh, the the cabal, much like the Red Legion leader Gaul did. Anyways, I believe in that side mission. It's adding a lot of t- subtext to the character who's in the raid, um, um, and and so the adventure missions in the game actually flesh out a little bit more of the world in kind of a cool way. Um, I don't know if it's cool. on the level of the Grim Wars. Those sound really cool, but there's a lot more to the adventure missions now and giving a little context to to the world which I think is kind of neat. That's
2: yeah, good. I mean like like you referenced the whole Metroid Prime stuff. I think I think what's what they could have done is obviously something where if you don't need the story if you if you're purely there for the gameplay and getting online with your friends, you know, just killing bosses and, you know, playing Crucible whatever, then fine. But I think having that option to discover the stuff is is um i think you know that that would for for you know gamers that actually care about that stuff it would give us something to not complain about which people like as gamers like to do about, you know, give us something to complain about how and, about grimmore so. uh,
0: What about grimmore engrams like much like legendary oh, loot yeah i mean yeah yeah what if you could well, find uh, grimmore as, be- as long
2: as rahul has nothing to do with it my god yeah. i hate that guy please tell me he dies in the tower cuz <laughs>
0: i don't know it's it's a different lady now i think I, is he in there fish you're better at that stuff
3: um yeah he's 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 back i <laughs> thought he died i thought he died as well i was like i was hoping that he was dead
2: but you can't get rid of that, like gold like crushes his head yeah. <laughs> an that'd be the best. <laughs> like a pop
0: just pops it right in, yeah that'd, be, yeah that'd be incredible um what's your takeaway on the story in comparison fish i mean that's just my point of view what's what are your
3: thoughts yeah uh, I agree with you guys like that the the theme park analogy definitely um hits it right on the head as far as what destiny one was all about and just destiny in general now uh, now that I've played the second one and gone through the campaign um uh, i I just feel like maybe they they set that the, all those heavy story elements and world building type of stuff kind of to the side a little bit for more the mainstream players who don't really care much for that but instead care more for the the awesome gameplay in that game and i i wonder what kind of game bungie would make if they actually went uh lore and story heavy yeah. with that game
0: and no pressure like, from uh, the mainstream If they could just do what they wanted yeah. to do
3: yeah like i feel like that that would be a much better experience for me but Um, as a whole maybe that you know their publisher was really pushing them to say hey we we want a story just keep it cohesive and something that you know can speak to just a general audience and then but just I don't know I feel like that maybe they're doing that just to appeal to the wider audience and leave all that smaller stuff for you know the more uh, lore heavy Destiny fans. I, I would
0: like to see like um The Witcher 3 team, uh like CD Project Red. Like they do some of the craziest stuff with their world and their side quests and their world building. Like I would love to see like some Bungie people get together with them to create some sort of new IP. Um like uh, cuz I love the loot driven in the gameplay. Like The Witcher 3's weakest um asset was its gameplay. Uh and its strongest asset was its story. So I love to see two people join minds And, you know, to kind of cancel out their weaknesses. I would love to see something like that. reminds me of, um,
2: like, uh, does any of you guys play um, The Lost Odyssey? Uh, Um, Which was um, the... uh, one of the one of the Final Fantasy um, I did, yeah. Producers.
0: It was four discs long. It, it was, was from the original creator uh, of Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, and I the, and game. they
2: went crazy because there was like that, and was it Blue Dragon or something? We're coming to the Xbox, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, finally we're getting you know JRPGs and all this kind of stuff." And the game itself, you know, was like um, it was like a a kind of so, Final Fantasy ish yeah. thing going on. But I I really enjoyed it. And the thing for me was like there's there's these elements of the story which is just text. And it's like there were like some that leave you things? in tears at the yeah, end of it. Yeah, yeah. These memories that these guys, you know, these characters have had like over their their lives, and they were, you know, they were super like they in were depth, deep. really like heartfelt, you know, stories that
5: mm-hmm.
2: you know you can you can get this kind of stuff in in games, and and you know when you go from something like that to to kind of. Um, yeah, having to log into a website to try and find what the hell is going on with the stuff. its just like what is it? At I least on really the app. Like if I, if find... I
0: download the app, is it at least in there? Can I at least find it in the app?
1: <laughs> I think there's a section with it on okay. there, but I'm 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 not a hundred percent sure on there. Yeah, but I think yeah. it's probably the app all is gone now. The... now cause they've, they've, well, yeah, they've changed it's probably it, been sure. updated for the second one, so it may not be there at all anymore. So
0: it just takes a little more balls, I think, and that's not to say that. There, there's no balls in Destiny, but I think it takes a lot of balls to present something like that to the mainstream because you have to be willing to take a risk. Um, yeah. And there's always that fear of of alienating uh, your audience. Um, and I think that's a tough line to tread. I'm not saying that there's any game that does it perfectly, but I know it's a difficult line to tread. Um, yeah. On that note, uh, it's always fun to talk a little D1. You plan on getting into Destiny 2 anytime soon, uh, Jason?
2: um hopefully soon i mean um yeah uh, my, my i keep having to drag my brother and and his girlfriend plays online with him as well so they they have two tvs set up in the room so i have to keep dragging them back to to destiny one whenever we want to play online but um they, i think they're getting a bit sick of it because uh yeah mm-hmm. they were saying it's it's so much better i mean i did, i played destiny 2 briefly when i visited my family uh recently so um flew over to the uk and got to play a little bit and coming back to it, it was like oh, Yeah. So
0: yeah, I
2: I need to pick it
0: up. You're going to love it. I didn't even expect to enjoy it that much. I was so burnt out on Destiny, and I've just been uh, having the time of my life. But as far as a good transition goes, we've been playing a lot of Metroid as well. Um, I know me and Josh and Fish have still been cranking away at Metroid. I know you talked about Metroid Prime earlier, Jason, so you have at least some reverence and understanding of that series. Did you grow up playing any of the 2D Metroids, like Super Metroid or anything?
2: Yeah. Super Metroid is yeah, love that game. Uh, the uh, Metroid Fusion, absolutely oh, adore Fusion. that game. Me too, I love. Fusion. Um, so yeah, and, and then obviously the Metroid Prime, which is you know completely different in terms of gameplay, but still is uh, yeah, still up there as as one of my favourite series, and um, absolutely love adore the the Metroid series from side scrollers to to the 3d stuff. that's um, yeah, I love it. And, and it's cool to see there's a little kind of crossover with the whole kind of 3d visual style now. So,
0: yeah. 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 Well, that's a good transition because I'm glad you're familiar with the series. Because Fish, last week, we were giving him a lot of shit about how he bought um, Metroid, but he wasn't playing it. And he was getting grumpy with us, even off the podcast. He's like, why, why are you guys trying to make me play games I don't want to play? Why are you trying to make me game, play games that I actually wanted to play? What, what's wrong with you? Like, So what if I had this as my most anticipated game of the year? Maybe I don't want to play it. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> and he's throwing all this fucking shade and then uh, and then he finally plays yeah. and he's like, Oh, it's pretty cool. I'm glad I
3: played it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. I'm glad that I did play it. Um it's uh yeah that Destiny two addiction just Yeah, I just I can't break that habit. Like I'm just I'm playing it all the way up into, you know, the expansion and I'm just Relive in reliving Destiny 1 now. It's going to be three more years of Destiny 2 until we get to see Destiny 3. And
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> it's, I,
3: it, I try to tell Fish... You're already you, planning for this. You
0: can play oh multiple games. The, oh, yeah. the good thing about Destiny is once yeah. your addiction with Destiny dies down, you can just log on and do like the weekly event and maybe a little crucible here and there. You do, you do your milestones and then you can move on. Like There's no rule that says you can only play Destiny 2. It's just when the addiction oh, is strong there is a role
3: there's a role i made up the role <laughs> um no uh, metroid is definitely fun like this I, I was surprised to see this game um be so fantastically beautiful on the 3ds like uh, as a 2d scroller you know it, it goes back to that 2d uh gameplay which i definitely love um and it, it, it's something that um i think i was missing you know for you know 20 plus years since i played super metroid mm-hmm. um maybe that's why it was your and, most
0: anticipated game of the year huh
3: yeah definitely yeah exactly why and <laughs> uh yeah it, it's it's a 2d metroid game uh it feels just like it's and they've added some really refreshing mechanics to it as well as far as like i definitely they, they added this one uh ability where you just hold down the left shoulder button on the 3ds and you can aim precisely where you want to in the game so your character stand still and you can aim up down left right all 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 the cardinal directions pretty much and um I, I i i was totally digging that like i think that was something that was i didn't think was missing from the game but after playing around with it like that's just something really fun to have in a metroid game where you're exploring moving from screen to screen like you want to get a bead on an enemy that just pops up in your screen and you want to get a precise shot off on on it um whereas like in super metroid you know i would kind of have to jump forward see what's there then jump back if something is there and then start jumping and shooting like crazy trying to um find out the uh, the attack pattern of the enemy. The the um,
0: problem is that your feet plant though. So the fucking annoying thing is if there's an enemy that you're trying to hit and then there's another enemy that's coming at you, your feet freeze on the ground when you aim. So I always get in that situation where I'm like, "Oh, let me take out this enemy and and I'm planted and something else smacks me around." So it it is kind of cool though in the context of some of the puzzles and stuff in the game Fish. I know what you, uh
3: yeah, yeah, you definitely don't want to be doing that during you know, heated um, battles where there's a lot going on on the screen. Like, yeah, you don't want to be standing still. So, But there, there's times where, like, you see an enemy down below, but you you don't necessarily want to jump down and come across even more enemies. So if you can see it on your screen and you have a, a straight-line shot to it, like, that's very helpful to, you know, plant your feet down and start shooting at that enemy from afar. What are you
0: giggling about, Josh? I see Josh
3: giggling hmm. about
1: something. I'm just entertained by you chumps over there you know you can use that aim while you're jumping so you can jump in a direction you want shoot anywhere you want while you're aiming and you'll continue continue moving in that jump
2: trajectory minds are being blown (laughs) oh yeah
3: that's way advanced too advanced Uh for me josh Baby steps, come on.
0: Yeah, It's just another button you have Uh, to hold. Left trigger, right trigger for missiles, and then I'm using the joystick and jumping at the same
1: time. That's intuitive. That's not another button you're already jumping. You just aim in the middle of it.
0: No, I'm not jumping. And your jump is temporary, so you're going to be moving while you jump. So you're not aiming while you jump. It doesn't make any sense. The idea of aiming is to focus.
4: Josh, you tried. Let it go.
1: I tried. I know. I just taught him that shooting enemies (laughs) in the head would do more damage like two weeks ago i I don't know i knew that i I didn't
0: know that actually (laughs) (laughs) no that's not true i i fight against that i'm a body shotter um body shotter for life Um, Mm -hmm.
1: explains (laughs) that shoddy body (laughs) (laughs) that shoddy body shoddy
0: shoddy got that body um that's no that's fish's accent uh I was giving you (laughs) a set up there. That was bad. That was bad. (laughs) Shorty, give me the bada bing bada boom accent, Fish, but say shorty got that body. Uh.
3: Hey, shorty got that body.
0: There you go. That worked. (laughs) It almost turned into booty at that point. Shorty got that booty. (laughs) Got that booty bada bing bada boom. Um, That's like Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force back in the day. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, about that boy. <laughs> oh, God, that's really old school. Um,
3: Fuck, I love Carl.
1: Meatwad. So, I'm anyways... going to have to use that for something. <laughs> now that I have that audio.
0: Forever, I've trapped myself. Uh-huh. Uh, Anyways, I don't want to get too fixated on that, but in general, so the interesting thing about this game, Jason, is it is a 2D Metroid, uh, and it is very, It's well. it's well made, it is addictive, it feels right, um they got this so the hook of the game is that you have to track down these 48 metroids so literally just like the original metroid 2 that nobody played literally um there is 48 of these metroid creatures scattered throughout the world and that's that's the hook you're constantly trying to find them and you can't progress until you get them because you take the dna from killing them you put it into this machine and then it allows you to progress further into the game um but the interesting thing is that it's really challenging it's uh they we talked about this a lot last week me and Josh were torn on this. There's a weird checkpoint system in the game. It checkpoints you as you go through doors despite how much life you have um as opposed to save points like classic Metroid. And Okay. You well,
1: can... It still has those for like saving and turning off the game, but like yeah. for for dying, that's what the checkpoint system is for. Um,
0: which is good and bad sometimes you can have if you have plenty of life right before you get to a boss it's nice to just start at that boss over and over it can be frustrating if you get into a room where like i was stuck in this room for a while where i had like eight health and i kept walking out of the room and and dying to something stupid and i was just getting pissed off so it's a it's got its positives and negatives to it um but the biggest thing about the game is it's tough it's 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 action heavy in a way that Metroid almost hasn't really been as much before, I don't think. Uh, and this may be just because they're, because they made Castlevania and, um, Mercury Steam made those, uh, really good Castlevania games for the PlayStation 3, Lords of Shadow, that they really are Oh, yeah. They're, it's more combat heavy than ever before, including the, uh, uh, parry attack. Um, you have to, you can parry almost any enemy in the game, um, it's sort of a blocky move that stuns them and allows you to shoot them, but it feels uh difficult in a way that I was surprised by.
2: So is it less kind of um like uh exploration and, and um kind of puzzle driven than, than before do you find or or is there still um, a lot of that kind of stuff in there, the classic kind of Metroid, you know, trying to figure out, you know, when you're rolling around as a ball, where, where are you going to plant the bomb? How are you going to figure out how to get through to this next section? Trying to, you know, there was always some kind of, even even some real simple puzzles that made you backtrack just because you had to go pick up some item before you could progress. You know, even that kind of stuff just, it felt like it was more exploration than, than combat, but.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, it's in chunks now. Um, like each of the worlds, because, you know, in most of the Metroid games on the overall map. It's like hmm. different different sections are like labeled differently for like they end up being like the ice world or the fire world or whatever, yeah. but they're they're all interconnected. Um this one has the same thing but you basically go to one after the other. So all the exploration is self contained in this little chunk, then you move on to the next area and all the exploration in the next world is okay. self contained there. Um
0: I have a great terminology for it. No, yeah. like Josh can do It's it's forced exploration. Um you have to explore to find all the creatures to move to the next area, but literally you know within yeah. that area that's pretty much what you have to do and then you move on. I haven't had to go back to any of the other worlds that I've left
1: yeah. at all. Yeah, you, I don't think you ever have to. You can you can just go back for pickups like before, like, like a
3: missile or to something.
1: Get, yeah, to get like extra you know, extra health or extra ammo type uh upgrades you just you go back for the upgrades and that's about all now
2: yeah i suppose there's like secret rooms and stuff that you can go back and try and try and Mm -hmm. find and stuff definitely okay
0: which is fine i mean i kind of like like you're still forced to use your abilities to get to solve the next area but it's not as stressful as go go all the way back like super metroid as brilliant as it was if i remember right sometimes you have to go back to a whole nother chunk of the world. To open yeah. something yeah. up, so...
1: Well, you'd go back to that same room where your ship was. Like, I don't know how many times you have to run through there, but I know that on, like, a normal playthrough, I'd run through there at least half-dozen times because all That's the true. everything just kind of takes you back through that central hub over and over again.
0: It gave it a good um, feeling, too, where you feel like you were returning somewhere, but you were stronger.
2: Yeah, I, I quite like that with, with the... I mean, the Prime series as well, and I, I find... Mm-hmm. I know sometimes it feels a bit tedious, like it's a chore, you know, having to go fetch something running through the exact same area. But I don't know, sometimes you actually, it gives you a good sense of, of the place where you are. You get to, to kind of recognize, you know, certain kind of landmarks in, yeah. in the areas and stuff. And, and you feel like it, it becomes a, a familiar kind of place, a, a, a more of a world rather than a set of stages one after the other, yeah. um, which I've always liked with, with the Metroid yeah. stuff. So, I mean, yeah. it'd be a shame that they, they kind of lose that, but. But from yeah, what I've well, seen, I mean, it still looks like yeah. an awesome game. To be honest, that
1: was I mean that basically that came about because of the because of being on the Game Boy. Whenever the game was first released, um, just so you could play it in trunk in chunks and not have to worry about well, where the heck am I? Because you couldn't sit down and play as much at a time. It's kind of um, yeah. A lot of the decisions were made based on that, um, and now seems strange with fixes that have been made to the to the remaster. Um, which I don't know. I, it, it's still good. It's still good. I, I think there's something to be said for playing the original, like the actual Game Boy one, instead of this just for understanding why some of these decisions were made. Um, because I think a lot of the things that I had issues with, in this, were because they were in the original. Whereas, I don't figure how to state this. Well, think
0: about that statement uh, you just said, though, Josh. You have to play the original to better appreciate the
1: issues. No, no, no. I mean, like, they. That's not how I meant to say it. It's like I almost feel like this game in the original. I don't feel like they needed to m- remake this one. It's kind of what I'm getting at. I feel like they had enough ideas in this game to make something new instead of remaking an old game. It's kind of what I'm getting at. Um,
0: well, funny story. And then I'll let you continue because I agree with you 100%. I was watching this uh, games. It was on GameSpot. I'm going to give them credit. It was a full documentary on the 2D history of Metroid. And I mm-hmm. sat there and watched it the other night while I was playing Metroid. It was, it was incredible. You guys should go find it and watch it if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, and they walked through the story of every 2D Metroid game. And how they came about. And unfortunately, the, one of the issues that Metroid has always had, while we always had these huge gaps, is that the games don't sell well. Which is frustrating, because generally people like us, we'd all consider a game like Super Metroid, like I consider it a masterpiece, right? Um, it's an all-time classic to me, if at least from my childhood perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. th- that game did not sell well. And and uh, mm-hmm. and that and a lot of them don't, and that's why there's these huge gaps, especially in the 2D ones. And the Prime games have actually sold better. Um But that's why, and with uh, the new one, they were going to make a remake of Fusion, which is why this really kills me, because Fusion is like one of my favorites. But um, Nintendo stepped in and said, no, 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 don't make a remake of Fusion. How about you remake Metroid 2? And it's just a weird decision, I think, um, to make. And maybe it was because Fusion was a little more story-driven, and they had some issues with Other M, and they were afraid of touching that. And and, um, Fusion is a little more on the horror side of things, too. Because you're fighting that um, evil version of your own suit, and it's got, you know, ears there's a like hallways where you have like a little flashlight around you. It's like it's a little more horror driven and a little more linear, but still has all the things that make Metroid great. But um, I just feel like the idea to make Metroid two again is odd uh, conceptually.
1: Well, but I mean that's that's kind of what they did with this one because Metroid two also is kind of horror driven because since it was on that tiny little Game Boy screen, you can basically see about. Two inches to any side of you when you're playing through that game it's it's tiny um and I feel like they kind of went in that direction okay let's make it really hardcore really difficult game they they took that aspect of it um but then didn't stick with it because they took that part from metroid 2 but then they also changed a bunch of stuff to be more like the rest of the 2 ds uh 2D Metroid games, like mm-hmm. like Super Metroid, like Metroid Fusion, a lot of the stuff from those games um, that focused more on exploration. But there's not a lot of exploration here, so it's it's just a kind of an odd mismatch. Like the whole the game as a whole feels like it's it's all over the place instead of just focused on remaking
2: Metroid Two. Um, I I kind of get the impression that. This one is almost more made for a new audience, where in contrast, like the the new Sonic stuff is is kind of made for the people who grew up with Sonic. Yeah. and it's almost like you know they've. I feel as if they've kind of gone the other way with it, especially with um, picking. You know, if if they picked Super Metroid, that was like you know ultimate nostalgia trip. If if that was the one that they went for, but they went for. I feel like the the kind of the weakest link in in the chain of. You know the 2D Metroid games in a way because that you know that was probably the one that would one probably upset fans a bit less if they kind of didn't. Fuck it up, yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. And they gave it to another Um,
0: company to make it. wasn't even a straight Nintendo. They siphoned it to Mercury Steam, which is interesting.
2: I mean, it's probably a a good thing to give you know to them in, in particular because they've got experience with you know similar similar titles, I suppose, but, um, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I, I, it, it is interesting that they've, they've kind of pushed it in, in the kind of complete opposite direction of what they did with, with the Sonic stuff, which is, you know, kind of, I, I feel like, yeah, they've probably gone for more of a, a new, yeah. um, trying to capture a new audience maybe. Um, and maybe that's why it's less kind of exploration and, and, and kind of less maybe story driven and, and all that kind of stuff, because, and you know, it comes back to what we were talking about with the destiny stuff, where it's more, you know, if stuff's more action driven, first it makes for a better trailer. Um, you know, people see some cool action driven trailer. That's what they want to play. You know, they you know the mainstream kind of people who play Call of Duty and 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 Battlefield and all that kind of stuff. Who you know, and that's all they play. They're more likely to be kind of you know pulled in by an action orientated game. Whereas if they see some cool action kind of little trailer and then they play a game and they spend you know hours just retracing their steps backwards and forwards through these you know to us really cool kind of amazing environments but i guess the main you know the mainstream kind of audience might not digest that so well so i I can see why maybe they've gone in that direction yeah it feels
0: like maybe they're kind of hitting on that dark souls crowd a little bit because it's it's a tough game. It's vague, and, like, it doesn't really tell you what to do other than, like, it'll tell you where a Metroid is vaguely, but, like, there was things, basic things about how to use things in the game that just wants you to kind of figure out, so maybe they're touching on that, but, Fish, I don't want to overstep this too much here, because uh, we talked a lot about this last week, and I know you're new to it, so, like, what are you, what are you digging about it? What are you disliking about it? Because we've been playing a lot of Metroid. Um, how many Metroids have you got so far? What are you, What's your number?
3: Um... I think I'm only five hours of playtime with it but I I think I have maybe I'm just about done with the the second area like the first area was kind of like a tutorial very short type of thing Mm -hmm. where you just find that one Metroid then it's basically showing you how to how you're going to be progressing through the game where uh, the first world you kill that one Metroid you get its DNA you put it into that statue and then it lowers, like, this purple goo that opens up the second world, and I think I'm one Metroid away from, um, opening up the third area, um, but yeah, I'm definitely enjoying, like, the, the combat, like, that, that was one thing that I couldn't get over was, um, it's been so long since I've held, like, like, a Nintendo type of controller where you're, you're, Pretty much hitting like three or four buttons um in unison and rapidly, like you ha- you have to jump and shoot and Josh blow in my mind that you can aim in the air like it's mm-hmm. very technical type of gameplay um, oh yeah,
1: oh, it's um, great. there's nothing better than jumping right over a metroid turning around and launching a rocket right into his face
3: yeah <laughs> but right into his under mid air. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. That's that's one thing that I, I I don't my fingers just don't have that muscle memory anymore. And like I learned, like as I was playing it, like oh wow, I can I can put my thumb over the the Y and I think it's B button and keep it closer to where I can hit them more easily. Because <laughs> when I first started playing, I was just I was tapping the B button yeah. and I would tap the other button. And yeah, to be, um. I be I guess more uh deadly in that game you wanna be able to mm-hmm. hit all those buttons in a very old fashioned type of way, which I enjoyed. Like it it brought back a little bit of that nostalgia of playing, you know, those uh playing on the super NES. Um but yeah, I, I, I love the graphics in this game as well. Like I think they did a great job with the three D effects. That like yeah. you you slide that? Three D is good like the just like I love the I love the fact that you can see stuff in 3D on the 3DS. It, like it's, it's something that you don't really get in games. And uh, say what you will about like their support for that in um, their main party type of games and stuff like that, um, and their third party not really utilizing it that well. But it's really cool to see something like that. Like if I was a kid, I would definitely enjoy you know, those 3d effects and they do a good job in this game. It's just, it's not as, it doesn't really make sense for uh, a handheld device because you're, you're kind of moving your hands, jostling about and that 3d effect is so sensitive. Like I'm using mm -hmm. the, you have to freeze. (sighs) Yeah. And you get a bit uncomfortable with it, um, which sucks. So like I, I was, I was toggling that on and off uh, throughout the game. Whenever, like, I would get, you know, a little fatigue from having to stay real still with my hands, and which is hard because, like I was saying earlier, like, you, you have to hit multiple buttons at times yeah. just to get, across, yeah. get past those Metroids.
1: Yeah, I usually turn it on for, like, exploration, and then whenever anything remotely challenging happened, I'd have to switch it off because, like, it's just it's too much of a pain trying to do everything else and hold perfectly still. And that's, like, that's don't, another, don't move your head. It's like, that's yeah. another
0: contradiction because yeah. I feel the same way. And that's, that shouldn't happen, but there are, I know there do make the 3ds with the better tracking.
1: Um, I know it's, yeah. But yeah I mean, that's... I'm not going
0: to go buy a fucking new 3ds just for that <laughs> one fucking game. Um, but yeah, that's just points to a lot of the problems with, I think the 3ds and some of those things that you run into now that the 3d is great. It's just, it's, it's not the 3d was a failure. It's just that um, it was really finicky for a handheld device and it's just a bummer so but fish is right there's a lot of depth to the backgrounds like there's one part you'll get to later where you can see a monster moving around in the background and it kind of it slips through and like it's there's things going on when you have that full 3d effect going to add a lot of depth and character to the world and when you turn it off the game looks decidedly less interesting when that 3d is off like i don't even like playing it that much when the 3d is off because it just looks much more boring because they just they literally designed it from the ground up you you can tell when you play it with 3d to add all this depth to the background right so when you turn off the 3d it's just like it just feels like it's kind of flattened out and then it feels kind of muddy to me and this is a i don't want to sound like this is some sort of like elitist complaint it's just it looks much worse with the 3d off and that's bummer because I think there's a lot of people out there that don't like the 3D that'll just turn it off right away and um, it looks fine but it doesn't look great and it looks great with the 3D on so it's a bummer
3: it's a bummer Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, definitely like I think that 3D definitely adds a lot more as far as like whenever you like go into your morph ball state like like rolling around in that thing it it just feels like you're in that environment more instead of just going it playing it in standard three or er, 2d without the 3d effects going on um i like the, it it has some good sounds as well in this game like i i never had a set real sense of like the weight of the ball whenever you're in a morph, morph ball and like in this one like it feels like you got some real weight in it mm-hmm. it's got like, some
0: weighty balls yeah
3: yeah I'm sorry, definitely. I'm sorry. Um, I sorry to, I to. <laughs> uh, yeah it, I mean it, it has like a good thud whenever you hit the ground and stuff like that and uh, rolling around with it <laughs>
0: <laughs> well this the immature portion of the podcast where we laugh about balls mm-hmm. for 10 minutes that's okay no you, <laughs> you're right it's got a good feel the game has a good feel to it
3: mm-hmm. yeah it does yeah and yeah, I'm, I'll look forward to playing some more of it. It's. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see more of the worlds and unlocking more abilities. I feel like I've unlocked quite a bit of abilities already. Like they give you the Morph Ball like right off the bat. Got and the Spider Ball. Then they, give, then they give you the Spider Ball, yeah. Um, I don't know if that was in other Metroids, but yeah, the Spider on. Ball is pretty cool to roll You don't know and, if the like,
0: Spider Ball is in other Metroids? What the fuck? What is wrong with you, son? To, did you ever play they Metroid do. Fusion? Yeah. No. You ever play Metroid Zero no. Mission? No. You ever play Metroid Other M? No. What about Metroid <laughs> Prime? Thank God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I've played a little bit of Metroid Prime. Man, there
1: you
2: go. There's uh, <sighs> missing out. Zero Zero Mission and, and Fusion are, are awesome games. They're great. Yeah. They're really good. I, we yeah. could
0: we could find those and easily play those for the show fish on like an emulator somewhere easily because they're game boy advance um
2: oh, okay yeah i never but just, buy, buy, just buy just buy a copy online you know just to keep things uh... yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. well i yeah. i've and bought pretty hundreds cheap, of pretty easy yeah. to find too so yeah i might even have a copy yeah.
0: do you have a gbasp because i might even have a copy that i can <laughs> send you it's some...
3: them a
0: gbasp the one with the backlit screen oh uh, no, no you got rid i of
3: don't okay. um,
0: anyways uh yeah. So overall, though, it's 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 really cool. Uh, Jason, I would just say like I still think it's a step below every two D Metroid, other than maybe two. But it's it's still there's something about it that keeps pulling me back to it, despite all of my problems with it. Um, I keep coming back and wanting to play it more. So it, it's a it's a good time. Um, as fish gets cool. as fish gets distracted by his daughter entering his podcast chamber. <laughs> <laughs>
3: She's a. Uh get in her clothes got, she's still in her pajamas like it's morning time she just woke up we, so. we
0: really need to get you a podcasting room i mean
3: you're a grown man look at this it's mm-hmm. a pretty crowded house here
0: <laughs> we need to build you a do a, what i did i turned my closet you got an extra closet in your house somewhere
3: uh not as big as yours no. so it'd be
1: well but you're like, you're asian you don't need that big of a
3: have you ever been to a Over Japanese
1: space.
0: hotel? It's just like sardines. Doof, 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 doof. It's true. They just have those little beds. They <laughs> the look uh, on
2: his face. Oh, um, not impressed.
0: Yeah, fish is never impressed with anything. Um, just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we kind of do the the wrap up here, talk about our weeks briefly for a couple of minutes each of us. Wrap up the show, Shay. um, I want to throw it to you first. I know you've been a little quiet just because we've been talking about a bunch of games. you haven't, other than Sonic, of course, which uh, we love to get your Sonic thoughts. But how's your week been, my friend?
4: It's been fairly uneventful. Um, Okay. So, all
0: right, let's throw it to somebody else. Let's see. (laughs) 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 I'm just messing. Uh You gotta lie, even if it's uneventful. Like, oh my god, dude! This week has been
4: fucking crazy. Okay, let me retry. <laughs> um, I, I I can't even think of anything. No, it, it, it was just a, a lot of a lot of work. Went to Costco today. It's fucking nuts. Saturdays, at Costco in Japan are like trying to escape a sporting event in America where everyone's trying to go home at the same time. That's exactly the feeling you get where you're like, just trying to weave through everyone and grab what you need and get the fuck out of there. And no one gives a shit and everyone's just bumping into you. They're running over the heel of your foot. People are throwing pregnant, women and babies around and i um, oh, shade jumped into that. I'm sure I mean, he, any chance he can have
0: to throw a baby around. He's right there with it.
4: Oh, I thought you meant,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> I,
4: you, I was about to say, I thought you meant something worse. What? And you then I realized what do I do was thinking was not worse than throwing a child around Okay. <laughs> to a normal person. But See, to me my point,
0: exact my exact point. What is Costco? Is that like a Walmart kind of a store? We don't have one of those here.
4: It's like Sam, it's like Sam's Club. It's pretty much Sam's oh, okay. Club except better. Oh. It's much better.
1: Okay. But, um. Yeah, I just, you can buy five get... pianos for the price of four.
4: Exactly.
0: How did you know? Good thing. I need five pianos no, I... right now,
5: so.
4: I don't know why, but um, there's actually a lot of uh, um, American food there. So I end up getting like almond milk and oatmeal and peanut butter there. That's like one of the only places you can get some of that stuff. So that's where I end up getting some of my food. Uh-huh. But seriously, that, that was. Is that, that what was you live off of? of almond week.
0: butter and peanut. <laughs> that's us you live off I said almond butter. That's what you live off of almond
4: milk and peanut butter? Uh, almond milk's for the protein shake, peanut butter's for the oatmeal, and that's just breakfast stuff. And then I make... Uh, I eat my lunch at school, which is always mm. awesome because I never know what I'm eating. I just eat it <laughs> and hope for the best. <laughs> it's,
0: that sounds scary. It's a deadly proposition. It, it, it's
4: Sometimes it is because they serve whale meat in the lunches oh, from time no. to time oh. around Japan, and I really don't know what the whale meat is and i really hope i haven't eaten whale yet because i would be really sad but um um, sometimes the lunches are so goddamn good and i'm just like how are american lunches for children so shit compared to japan because man sometimes the lunches i'm just like man if i could only cook this good in Japan,
0: they'll serve you dolphin, and yeah, that's not going to happen in America. So um, that's a big difference.
1: Mm-hmm. The sentience I, makes I, them taste delicious. I,
3: I remember growing up in Japan, like, I went to a candy store, and they had, you know, bubblegum, uh, taffy, all that stuff. Like, And it was just, like, it was run by a mom and pop shop, but me and my friends would go up there after school. We would have to walk up through, like, this little, like, uh, uh, bunch of houses and pass by like a Japanese school and everything um, essentially walk off you know the the American uh, Navy base and um, like you get a real good te- sense of like Japan just doing that uh, at least for me and like we would go up there and for uh, one of the one of the things that they had there was dried squid in a little package cut into a thin slice covered in like some a lot of seasoning and everything. And I saw my friend eat it for the first time. I was like, what the hell is that? And he's like, Oh, you should try this. It's really good. It's like teriyaki flavored type of meat. And, um,
0: so it's like a squid jerky.
3: Yeah, pretty much. And Squirky. It's freaking delicious. <laughs> Squirky. <laughs> Squirky. <laughs> we'll bring it to
1: the Squirky. US. I used to have a dog named yeah. that. <laughs>
4: Did he taste no, it? that's that's Squirty. <laughs> Different name. Oh. hm
5: oh.
1: hmm. yeah, It was but, delicious, yeah. though.
4: <laughs> dog always is delicious.
0: No. That's it. Ter- no, um, none of that. No eatings of dogs. I meant Dog the Bounty um, Hunter. Oh, okay. Good. You eat that asshole, yeah. didn't you? No. I don't know what else you'd eat on I'm Dog. Ma-
2: I imagine he would be, like, jerky. His skin. Have you seen his face? It does. Dry.
5: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. <laughs> does we dry, we all took emotions. that joke way further than it needed to go, all of us. <laughs> I love it. We all plunged and plummeted together. Um, uh, yeah. um, anyways.
3: I just wanted to talk about
4: squid, squid jerky. Squid jerky is interesting, for sure. I had, um, but yes, some, like, I had some dried octopus or something like that the other day. That was interesting. Hmm. It was like crunchy octopus or something. I don't know what it was. It was octopus crunchy something. Crunchy octopus. Was delicious. <sighs> See, that's my only thing with
2: Japan. Have you seen any of that stuff with tentacles when you actually put like some, some kind of hot sauce on it and the tentacles keep moving and Ooh. you haven't eaten any of that kind of weird stuff?
4: No, I haven't eaten anything that's moving yet. I don't have the... <laughs> old boy style the the nerves for that i do want to try some um fugu though really bad but it's super expensive what's fugu it's um a type of fish that uh you have to train very specifically as a chef to make it because if you prepare it incorrectly you can kill someone because the fish is essentially poisonous um oh it's it's like a puffer
0: fish thing is that what it is
4: yeah yeah, it's su- yeah, it's super expensive too. It's very, very expensive to eat.
0: But if the chef makes a mistake, you're gonna die. So why would you take that risk?
4: Yeah, there's worse ways to
2: die.
0: But there's not. Well, I don't know about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Poisoned by some deadly poisonous fish. It sounds yeah. like a horrible way to go.
0: I know. Yeah, when you're shitting yourself to death in the middle of a bunch of, in an Asian restaurant. Um, because you wanted to pay $30,000 for a slice of death. I mean, that seems pretty bad.
4: 30,000 well, yen. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. That would be uh San Yen. But san yen,
2: okay.
4: yeah. Um, but those people in that restaurant would get a show. They would see you <laughs> throwing up out of your anus as Uh-oh. you're dying <laughs> And they would all laugh at you and scream in horror. And you would give mm-hmm. them a memory they would never forget.
0: Uh-huh. What better way to go? That's a positive way of looking at it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, Restaurants I'm, I'm in France are so, so much ass. more civilized. This sounds crazy in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nuts,
4: let me tell you. No. Um I guess the one the one other thing I can say about my week, and it'll be a quick hitter, was bowling tonight was really interesting because um I was talking with my girlfriend about it. Yeah. And you uh, have to bowl
1: from the other side of the lane. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That's how it is yeah. in other countries. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. You have to use your other hand. You got to change, gotta change yeah. hands, yeah. Well, yeah. just... oh, he had two
4: balls.
0: Remember you have at the game? He said he used two balls. So. <laughs>
4: it's true, I did. Now, um, it was nice. It was a nice change because um, usually when I walk the streets in Japan, everyone's super quiet and reserved and shy but in the bowling alley, everyone was having fun. Some chick got on her boyfriend's lap and started making out with her, which is incredibly rare here. And I was just like, man, this place is awesome. People were just having fun. And I was like, man, this is cool. This is nice to see Japanese people actually having fun for once. And I don't mean that they don't have fun. Please no one be offended. I'm a fan. But what I, I mean they're is a bit more they're more so reserved, reserved in, in, public. in public. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I was Bowling yeah, I was alleys talking. too.
0: Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why is it popping uh, at a hey, bowling
4: alley? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think uh, it's like,
2: because because it's it's like culturally bowling is not like, you know, a, a typically Japanese thing. Maybe it's like, you know, you go there to, to be, I don't know how else to phrase this, but to be less Japanese, to act less kind of as society kinda of wants you to so you can just kinda of let loose. Yeah. yeah. Sit on some dude's lap.
4: That's true. <laughs> That's
3: yeah,
1: true. They're, That's why
3: it's a very loud activity too. Yeah,
0: I like that Josh. That's why Josh bowls to sit on some mm-hmm. dude's lap. Yep. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean you don't?
0: Hey I I, I, I wouldn't fly he's, he's, with he's
2: my... he's too busy like <laughs> yeah. with two balls already so jug-
0: yeah. We <laughs> yeah. wouldn't fly with my girlfriend, but you know, I'm not opposed to it.
4: Oh, uh, okay. Likely <laughs> story. Likely story. Um, go no, ahead. but
0: so so a bunch of crazy people were partying yeah. at the bowling alley. Yeah,
4: yeah, it was just a good time. It was, and I think that um it's it's interesting that one thing I've seen over here is I guess what I what I was noticing is kinda of dying in America and dying in Montana is sees kind of a Strong following here, such as bowling in Montana, there's like one lane per city if you're lucky, and it's actually pretty big here in comparison to Montana. Or how the compact disc is, has all but died in America for the most part, but many Japanese people still buy CDs here like crazy. And uh, I actually saw a few of my students exchanging CDs to listen to. Um. So it's it's interesting those cultural differences when I see them. But yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I held on to the CD for the longest time. I had so many books of music. I like we were talking about before the show, Jason, of all like that rock and metal and God knows what. And I I clung to those for years, and then eventually it was just I had to let them go. You know, I don't even. I I finally submitted to Spotify. Spotify has yeah. uh, destroyed every CD I ever needed. So...
4: Yep. Yep. It's weird that you mentioned like Somebody asking you what's, way, what's like, in your walk- collection. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't have one. It's the internet.
4: Yeah. It used to be so cool. Yeah. I could go on a
0: date and then we, my girlfriends would flip through my, my CD book and we'd laugh about music and stuff. And now it's just like, you know, I would look weird if I did that.
4: <laughs> yeah. There I actually am... That's true. I, on the way here, when I was walking back to my apartment, I don't know why I had this random thought. I was completely stereotyping Jason. I was like, he has really long hair and a badass beard. I bet you he listens to some fucking sweet Viking metal or some <laughs> shit.
2: <laughs> I, used, I used to be in metal bands and stuff, so yeah. That's sick, yeah, yeah. man. That's really sick. because yeah, uh, screaming um, my lungs out, all that kind of stuff. Hey, it's a good yeah, life, and You
4: should have never stopped.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was fun. It was good times, but yeah.
4: Time to grow. It doesn't, up.
2: Uh, it doesn't pay bills. No. No, it
4: doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, no it doesn't. Not at all.
0: Well, Not in this cool. day and age. No. Unless
3: you're very fortunate.
0: Well, um, but yeah. no, it does pay the bills, all those sweet logos you've been making for us. So <laughs>
2: Yeah. True. Yeah, true. Right. Yeah. That's uh
0: <clears throat> yeah, that works. But yeah, um, that's cool, Shay. Sounds like you had a good week. Glad you got to play Sonic Mania. What's next on the other than slamming through Sonic Mania again? What's next on the gaming docket in your brain?
4: Um, well, they just put some new stuff in Elder Scrolls Legends that I noticed today. And uh,
0: what about real video games? I've... Are you playing any of those? <laughs> uh
4: yeah, actually, um, I'm either going to um, buy The Walking Dead season three, Telltale, and finish that up because I only got through the first two episodes. Or I'm gonna finish up Gravity Rush two. Or I'm gonna buy Destiny
0: two. Again, and you probably should. I mean, Game of the Year is gonna be approaching faster than you guys think it is, and now that we have these epic new awards, you know.
1: Yeah, he's right. Mario Odyssey will be out soon. (laughs) Oh, thank God.
0: Yeah, and no one's going to be able to play it because no one has a Switch. (laughs) Except Josh. Josh, He's going to be the only one here yammering about Mario Odyssey. We're like, okay, we get it. It's a Mario game. It's great. All right. I know. But look at this cool drop I got.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But check out this legendary item I just got.
0: That's a Mario game for me.
4: (laughs) This legendary Mario hat. It's How one long?
0: of a kind. 2020s, 2020s, twenties, twenty. 20, 20, 20 uh, I can't speak. Like, what year are we going to see loot drops in a Mario game? That's going to be the year, man. The year that we know the world has changed. The
4: day you and Fish shut the fuck up about Destiny.
0: No, that'll never happen. No. Exactly. Exactly. Huh. Don't, don't huh. let me in there. I am seasonal with Destiny. I talk about it when it's relevant. I don't live and breathe it like Fish does. It's different
4: that's true you live and breathe super mario run though
0: yeah well that's a phone game but it's good good time
4: but no yeah shay we'll
0: see i mean a lot of stuff to catch up on for the end of the year destiny 2 is going to be at least discussed so it'd be fun to play um what else i was thinking about this the other day like coming up we have of course mario odyssey um there is that new call of duty but I i mean which we might try but i know we're not super enthusiastic about um Anything else big before the end of the year that's coming out that we got to add to the game of the year list that I'm thinking of? That's all the big um, hitters I. Oh, Cuphead. Shay's beloved Cuphead's Cuphead we will probably get around to Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm sure we'll Cuphead's get to that. Gotta be yeah. played.
0: I refuse to play Cuphead until Shay plays it. Out of It's like um Yeah. like a rights activist. Like I refuse mm-hmm. to play Shay. Well, Shay's... he called
1: dibs. He did. He did. He called The dibs. bro the bro code, you know. Requires that you wait for Shay. It is. To, uh, yeah.
4: I don't know why that reminds me of Barney Stinson when they he does the episode <laughs> of him like humming like the monks.
1: Who's Barney mm-hmm. Stinson? It's fine. Well, not gonna, you're
4: not gonna tell we'll me who on. it is. Who who is it? We'll move on. You.
1: will move on. You don't. You don't watch. All right. Whatever. We'll. Just
0: tell me. It takes two seconds.
1: You don't watch how I met your brother you haven't seen that
0: oh um the Neil Patrick Harris character
1: yeah okay yeah, yeah. I
0: don't yeah that, I don't mm-hmm. that's I don't do sitcoms, man I just don't do them but I do love Neil Patrick Harris so the office um, the office yeah, is dude. not a sitcom because there's no laugh
1: track is that that's <laughs> that, that's the definition now
0: yes, the office is above sitcom level how dare you?
1: No, the, the thing is, they actually had a live studio audience for that, and never once did they laugh. Oh, yeah. It was, just... That, was, that yeah. was what happened I'm in sure. that. I'm it sure, was That's exactly what yeah. it was. <laughs> they were trying to make a sitcom. It just, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, no one was listening. <laughs> I, hope, I hope this middle finger is going through to you, Josh. Can you feel it? Um, <laughs> middle Earth Shadow of, of War is actually another Lou game that's coming out. Um, that one
4: looks good.
0: If you're one of those Lord of the Rings people. Lord of the Rings! Ugh. I'm just kidding. I just had to do that. <laughs> that's what my girlfriend does when I bring up Lord of the Rings.
2: Fun <laughs> fact. I've been called the love child of Samwise, Ganji, and Gandalf. Hmm.
1: Oh, if
2: that's even biologically possible. Yeah. By some guy well, in I Pizza mean, Hut. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was Thank in my you fan pizza
2: <laughs> Yeah. But he meant that as a compliment, apparently.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's a. I don't think anybody could say you look like Gandalf and mean it in a derogatory way.
2: <clears throat> I've no. also turned up in a cinema and a dude just looked at me and said, "So you're here to see the Hobbit, right?" <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> wow. Yes.
0: Was the Hobbit even showing at the time?
2: <laughs> yeah, that would have been really weird. It's like you're late. Yeah. <laughs> um, he thought I was cosplaying or something. Yeah.
0: That 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 beard, like wow. Wow. Uh, let's see this week. Um, as far as catching up on stuff that happened via the, um, I was joking early before we started the show. Cause it was so early, Jason, that like last night, Josh didn't get a lot of sleep cause he was uh, setting up his, all of his podcasting stuff. And, um, my kid was like sick or something last night cause she was not sleeping at all. So me and my girlfriend slept on the couch. It was like a really weird night. Uh, I kept waking up constantly and I was just like, Oh, podcasting in a couple hours, but I, I feel great. It was just uh, kind of disorienting. Um, but it was like a really weird night on top of like having to wake up really early morning for this podcast. <laughs> so like as I was going to bed on my couch, I was trying to think of things to to talk about. But um, it was a good week. As far as like things I've got on the Instagram, I got um, a great video of uh, fish um, fornicating with a Metroid. Um, <laughs> a couple nice Destiny posts. Uh, so one of our listeners, a Sec- sector seven item shop, good friend of ours as well, has made one of the coolest things uh, using Jason's logo, which I thought would be cool to talk about because you happen to be on the podcast, right? As she finished making this cool logo, um, and did you get a chance? Yeah, yeah, it was. Go ahead. Go ahead
2: It was really cool to see. Um, yeah, because I, I, I posted a comment, and uh, yeah, it's just you know, obviously being a designer, I see you know stuff that I've designed, kind of like put into print or or put up on a website or whatever and that's that's because I've created it that's the intention but to see somebody create something almost like a you know a fan creation of you know it's it, that was never you know the intention somebody's just done that off their own back it's 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 super cool to uh to just you know see somebody create something like that so
0: yeah it's surreal it's nicely yeah. done too it's yeah it looks incredible it's very surreal to me <clears throat> too even to see that kind of stuff that people just make for fun like when we get fan art or anything like that but even friends or listeners like it's It looks awesome. It's just a sword chomp sword, and there's something else going with it. I'm going to do an unboxing video when I get it in the mail, because um, she already sent it off. But Cool. looks fucking rad. But That's I, awesome. I, I imagine yeah. that would be pretty weird to see if I created the logo, and then someone else created a, a physical representation of part of that logo. So <laughs> uh, it's cool.
4: Can, can you actually do me a favor when you get that? Mm-hmm. Can you make sure to not use it for any type of sexual play between you and your girlfriend? Aww.
1: What you about know, you? Know he's going to now, don't you? Why did it wasn't a thing until you said it?
0: <laughs> what about what about like because we do a lot of like role playing? What if it's just there for like the foreplay at the beginning? You know, like the
1: costumes yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, when they're when they're doing that whole <laughs> Samwise and Gandalf thing. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. The only way I will excuse it is if you make like a cut by cut, like back and forth sequence where your tagline is "I'm about to get chompy," right before you do something (laughs) really nasty.
0: About to get chompy because it's going to
4: be so corny. Yeah.
0: Uh Is Josh shaking his head? I can't see. Let me put the webcam. It's
4: it's intentional. I want it to be campy. (laughs) That's why I want you to do it. I want to cringe while you do it. Mm Not because you're about to use that, but because of what you is, say.
0: Is that is that escape Josh, does that work if we're intentionally cringy, does that excuse us from the head shake? He's thinking. <laughs> see, I've I think I broke Josh's brain, that's all it took. Was to uh short it out a little hmm.
1: bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's a shame people can't see his face. I think Josh is a little indifferent to it, so there we go.
2: I think inside he was shaking his head.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just. He's, Josh is always <laughs> shaking his head. I a on really the inside. bad joke. <clears throat> and Fish's <laughs> wife is now barging in to give him a kiss on the podcast. Man, his family just. He can't get away from them for any period of time, can he? Uh, <laughs> even during his sanctity moments. Um, no, I saw the. Uh, Honey, do you need anything the, in
4: there? I'm shitting. Leave me alone. Fuck. i minutes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that happens too. Oh I gosh, know. I know. <laughs> oh, I know.
0: We can it's tell that. It's Saturday. <laughs> Were you able to do anything cool last night instead of the podcast fish? I mean, cause we didn't record on a normal Friday night. What'd you do with the
3: family? Um, um, uh, well, my wife was working, so, um, oh. I just went up there and brought her dinner. Um, Cause she, yeah, she. Oh, slave work. She doesn't. Yeah, she does. She only gets like fifteen minutes a, as a manager too.
1: But that's enough a for break. fish. <laughs>
3: right. Bang, bada bing, um,
4: bada boom. He just, he just strolled in there with some um, aluminum foil around his penis delivery. and said, "I got you a nice kielbasa sausage, <laughs> nice and aluminum warm, Aluminum foil nice around your penis." What the hell?
0: God damn. <laughs> That doesn't sound. That sounds painful. Yeah, that does sound painful.
4: (laughs) Don't think about it too hard. Uh,
3: Yeah, no, but yeah, I brought her some uh, Mexican food from a nearby restaurant. Um, Such a good husband. Yeah, she. Yeah, she. uh, She works a lot, and so. Oh, so what you're saying is, normally when
0: we podcast, we're saving you from doing a bunch of tedious shit on Friday night.
3: Uh, yeah. if you can see, if one can say you can see it that way, yes. <laughs> I, I don't feel that way. I, I love my family.
0: Well, I'm not saying you don't. I mean, you're, you're jumping straight Dude, from tedious shit. to I don't love my family. Come on, let's slow down. We all have to do tedious things.
3: Of course. Like, yeah, I get off work and like literally I have to go home and change my clothes and then get hoof it over to the restaurant and, you know, get her food and have a small little dinner with her at her job. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, I, I enjoy those times spending time with her, especially like, like I, I took my daughter up there. My daughter loves going up to her job and she like, so last night um, she wanted to stay there and she, sometimes she'll stay over at her job and she wants to help out. At the shoe store. (laughs) Like, my wife is like, you can't stay with me because usually I'll leave after we're done eating um, because she gets busy. And she's like, she told my daughter because she wanted to stay so bad. So she was like, if you're going to stay, you're going to have to help me out. She's like, okay. And I just, immediately she put her to work. she was just like okay break down those boxes and take them to the back and like these boxes are huge and, like i was looking at her and she was like fumbling with like these three large boxes trying to take them to the back room and i was like man do you need help with that <laughs> so i had to like set it up stack it up for her to uh pull it back there but yeah it's uh <laughs> it, it it's always fun to hang around family in, in a workplace. place i mean not a lot of or places allow you to do that. So it's kind of cool.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, family is good, for sure. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Got to spend a little time yeah. with them. Yeah. It's too bad she wasn't off, but I mean, I guess if she's working more now, that's how the schedule goes. Um, What was I going to say? Sorry, diverted there, but hey, that works. I was curious to hear how you spent your uh, yeah. your Friday. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, I watched a movie. If you guys want, there's a really good movie called The Big Sick uh, that came out. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's like a, it's a comedy with uh, Kamal Nanjani. He's from Silicon Valley, but it's a, it's a really good movie if you find it because it's about this guy who is uh his girlfriend goes into a, well, they break up because you know, in Pakistan, if you're Pakistani, you can't, the most families they go through like arranged marriages where they want you to marry someone who's also, um, you know, arranged marriages, arranged marriages are a tough thing. And the last thing they wanted his family wanted to do is marry a white girl. So they had to break up. But then right after they break up, his girlfriend goes into a medically induced coma. And it's just about how he realizes how much he loves her while she's in the coma and how he's willing to fight his family's traditions and all that kind of stuff. Um, But it's an incredible movie. I I was really surprised. Um, And his work is great on Silicon Valley. So if you guys haven't seen that, I definitely recommend it. And I watched the new Star Trek series. So I could talk about it with Shay. Star Trek Discovery. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, buddy. And and it's yeah I really I was really liked it I was surprised. Um
4: it's good. I think it's gotten a lot of shit over the like I have read so much shit from like the hardcore trekkies and I don't know if oh I would consider myself hard... one, but <laughs> Sorry. god. Dude, it's pretty What are you saying about it's... it? What
0: are, what are the hardcore trekkies saying about this? That's...
4: Um the the number one hangup, which I slightly agree is that they changed the look of the Klingons, however, um, it, from their original series to TNG, they actually changed the look of the Klingons, Yeah. so from TNG to this series, they changed the look, and they, they just are kind of pissed off that the Klingons are getting focus again in the series when there are so many other cool races in yeah. the Trek universe that they haven't explored, which that I can completely agree with, but uh, there, there's just a bunch of other things like it's just all action. And the main character is unlikable and we don't have enough titties to see in spandex yet. And that's that a valid a complaint. complaint. That's valid. But I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it should be. <laughs> I'm sure. No, <laughs> It's just a bunch of little complaints, and it's everyone piping off, everyone. And that's one of the reasons why I have hopped off my Facebook. It's just like – it's like because there's a pedestal, everyone feels like their voice needs to be heard, and it's just a cacophony of Wait,
0: were you getting that on Facebook when you posted about it? Were people on your post saying that, or are you just talking about the internet? No. No,
4: I was like – I like a bunch of the Star Trek pages on Facebook, (laughs) and I was just reading – what a lot of people had to say, and I don't know, like the, I had some minor complaints, but overall, it was just is a fun, well, segment of TV to watch. One thing people have to understand is the first two episodes that you can stream on like
0: CBS app and Netflix and stuff in other countries is that they're starting off the the season with what feels like a movie, but it's more of like a setup. So I'm curious to see once it spreads out from there. Um, what they do, because it is called Discovery, so I'm hoping there is, each episode takes on its own little story, um, but the first two episodes feel kind of like a self-contained movie, and then it just opens, with what happens at right. the end, it feels like it just opens up to a, a world of possibilities, and I'm hoping that it, because one of the great things about Star Trek for me was that every episode was like its own little cool story, so <clears throat> I'm hoping that it gets back Yeah,
4: to t- TNG and, um, the original series, Next Generation and original series, were actually like that because the network actually forced them to do that. That's not something they ever wanted to do. They wanted to have continuous storylines. You actually see that start to take place in Deep Space Nine, which started running in about Season 5 of TNG. But um,
0: You keep saying TNG like I'm supposed to know what the fuck that means. Next
4: Generation. Okay. That's the one you watch with Patrick Stewart. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, the next generation, okay.
4: Um, Yeah, my, I guess, so I don't talk about it for the next hour, my biggest takeaway, like, my my biggest complaint was, like, there were some plot points in there that happened that just seemed incredibly, incredibly pointless for the sake of being dramatic, and it, it really irked me. Um, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But uh, basically, what happens at the end of the first episode is just very trite and very pointless to me. But that's my complaint, and I understand that's personal. At the end of the day, the biggest can you, takeaway... give, can you give
0: me a clue? Because that's very was it the um,
4: thing that one captain did it was to the captain is. Well, the other one's not a captain. She's Her. a commander. Oh, okay. Forgive me. I'm God sorry. damn it. I'm being that <laughs> fucking nerd. I'm being that Don't nerd. <laughs>
3: uh, she was a commander, not a captain.
4: Sorry.
0: I am a nerd, <laughs> so I. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it.
4: I get it. I know. I know. <clears throat> but, um, yes. Well, yeah, it was just that. And then, like, the big twist at the end of the first episode. It just mm-hmm. was trite and. I think it's about as good the,
0: as CBS can do it, though, right? I mean, CBS is not HBO.
4: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's just like every show needs to feel like or feels that pressure to have a twist now, and I think that's that. I think that actually really sprouted from Lost, and Game of Thrones has perfected it, but. Uh, moving on from that. that, we'll talk
0: about the twist after the show because I don't even remember the twist that you're talking.
4: Yeah, 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 <laughs> no. yeah.
0: Twist. Yeah, we'll exactly. talk about it right now. For me, it's all. I don't know anything about Star Trek, so it's all, you know, twisty yeah. to me. It's, yeah, it's I, it's, the,
4: it's the final frontier.
0: Yeah, I mean the the, the captain is a little um <sighs> foolhardy, kind of brash. So I can see how she's going to rub people Commander. the wrong way. What a, god damn it whatever the the, <laughs> the, the uh, commander he said commander um, so but I mean I think she's fine uh, and like the thing that I like the most the thing that impressed me the most being a Star Trek because I tried to watch Star Trek with Shay before but the thing that always kills me is like I have trouble taking the special effects seriously because it's older and I it's campy at times and I, it's hard for me to get into that but the special right. effects are really incredible I was blown away like for a CBS yes. show really good.
4: Yes, and that was my big my, that was my biggest takeaway um in positivity. Uh, I guess I have two kind of jo- uh joined together. Yeah, is like it looks like they're really really not being put on a budget or at least the the pilot was not put on a budget cuz that thing was fucking beautiful. It looked like mass effect was put into a live action film with how beautiful the stars looked and the planet looked, and when the fight sequence on the Klingon ship, um, and the inside of the uh Shenzhou I think that's what oh. the ship was called. God, yeah, everything about it is beautiful. My girlfriend is in love with the
0: Klingons' like design, not their faces because we all agree that they're just different shades of ugly, but like the the different, like the weapons and like their their tombs the costumes. And- yeah, like everything inside of their warship and everything just looked – the aesthetic of it, the art direction, was really cool. It's like imp- Right. It's like right. kind of like imperial – demonic imperial, I guess, if I had to. And
4: that's what they wanted to do all along. And I know people are complaining because it's not like the old stuff. But that was the vision all along, and they can actually make it now because of technology. But uh, my other biggest positive takeaway from it was the the sheer amount of diversity. Which is, um, I know something. uh, I know that was kind of Gene Roddenberry's, uh, the creator's vision from the get-go was to have this Mm -hmm. this universe where anything is possible. um, Yet everyone is doing their best possible, or they're doing the best possible thing they can do, and you you're watching the show and you have an African African, Jesus Christ! I can't talk. African American commander as uh-huh. the main character. You have the captain who is um, an Asian woman. You have someone from Middle Eastern des- descent on the show. Um, you just have all these people. Of well, the, different... the Klingons. I mean, the Klingons are. You know. Yes. Yeah, it's just full of diversity, and I think, <laughs> I think that the show, like you watch the original series, and it was largely dominated by white. White people, white males. Old white men. Yeah, yeah, and I've actually been going through the series um, lately as a comparison, and there are times where they had Native Americans on the show and African Americans on the show, and it was blackface, and I guess, would you call that redface for Native Americans? So Mm. it's just it's crazy to see how far... The, the series has come as a whole, and I think that was just Gene Roddenberry's vision. And it's just interesting to hear people shit on that when that's kind of been what Gene has wanted all along. And it's it's an interesting, interesting thing I could talk about for hours. But I always wonder
0: I what's worse, about. Star Wars hardcore fans or Star Trek fans. I don't know who is. The, Dude, who's... I don't
4: know
2: either. They're both pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> They're both pretty fucking bad. Sometimes none of it's as bad as the bungee forums. My God!
0: Oh, uh, the bungee forums are real bad too. Yeah,
2: you'd be surprised. That stuff is surprised. is cancer.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's still people clinging no. on the Halo.
2: But yeah, I, I, I think you kind of understand. <laughs> you know when clinging on. <laughs> you know when it's like Star Trek, and and even you know with with the whole kind of Star Wars. Obviously, they're bringing out new stuff and the spin-off movies and stuff. I I can kind of understand people being so passionate about something but it's a shame sometimes you know it sounds as if that you know the original kind of vision for something is is finally you know you're finally getting what what it always was supposed to be but there will always be somebody who will kind of be complaining and shitting on it and and even if it was their perfect vision of it they'd probably still find something anyway you know it's there's always those kinds of fans and i think i think that just kind of shows how um how much you know something like star trek or star wars or whatever means to people and you know it's such a huge franchise it's you know it's like people have grown up with star trek it's been going you know for so long so many series um so yeah i can i can imagine people getting Pretty yeah, uh, pretty annoyed at, you know, just change the look of one race and it's like they
0: should, they should just be happy that they're alive in an era where there's a new fucking Star Trek. You know what I mean? Just be yeah. just wake up, yeah, yeah. take a breath, be happy you're alive, and that they're making an extension of something you love. It's like Jesus Christ, you know? I just, just Exactly. Just
4: and that's exactly it. it. It's just like you have to for me, which is what how I approach the show is you remove all preconceived notions, all expectations you realize that right now it's going to be a loose, loosely related to the previous series and the the previous series are an inspiration for what's going on and it's okay. It's like when a band makes a new album, that's a uh, a divergent path from most of the other music they've written that you don't have to necessarily like that album, but they're trying new things. They're, making a different work of art and it's there for you if you ever want to explore that, but you don't have to at the end of the day. And there's no reason to shit on it. You know, I mean as, as much shit as I've given other things because they've gone a completely different path. I didn't like, I I didn't have to shit on it. I could have just simply been like, not my thing moved on with my life and so be it. And I think that's the same way it needs to be with, Star Trek, Star Wars, fucking Destiny 2, Halo, whatever, whatever people are into. Just appreciate the fact that...
0: Whoa, whoa, if Destiny's not your are... thing, then you can fuck off. That's, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's going to be someone listening to this. As it's
4: quoted like, by Fish.
0: Yeah, that, that was Fish, not me.
1: <clears throat> kind of monster wouldn't like Destiny. Yeah, he's, he's working on that uh, <laughs> Hillbilly Dothraki accent. It sounded an awful lot like Morgan. Hmm. It, did. it, did. it
3: was weird. <laughs> Roar. Howdy, you know, it's,
0: I was thinking that <laughs> basically if we, uh, it, as far as all that sort of art and creation go, anyways, I don't want to get too tangential there. We'll keep watching it. It's gonna be fun to talk about. It shows a lot of promise. And if you're interested, you can get the CBS app in a various amount of, that's how I'm watching it. Cause it's not on Netflix in America, which is an idiotic decision by CBS, but whatever. It's it a competition. Is yeah, it's it, – which again, it's on Netflix in Japan but not America. Why? Because of competition and
4: – Because CD- Japan is the motherland.
0: And Japan probably cares less about fucking Star Trek than we do. That's probably why. Um, Maybe. But my point is that you can – it's only like $5 a month and you get a week for free if you want to check out the uh, – A free trial of uh, the CBS app. I can tell you right now, I downloaded it and the app is fucking, the subtitling is awful. Like whoever did it can't keep the subtitles on the screen. Uh, You get CBS commercials, which make me want to blow my fucking head out because I don't care about fucking the Big Bang Theory and all this (laughs) other garbage. So it's like.
4: How do you blow it out?
0: What did I say? Blow it out? Blow my
4: brain out? You said blow your head out.
0: Oh, well, whatever. I just, something's blown out and it's just it's not it's it's not pleasant it's not pleasant at all um, but it's worth it because the show is is really cool so um, as far as that that's pretty much my week's been good pretty relaxing those are the highlights I think we covered a bunch of uh, other things so that pretty much makes up for it uh, we kind of delved a little bit into Fish's week too now Fish if you're okay with it I want to save all Destiny 2 talk till next week because we have a special guest uh, Firekeeper um, oh, that's I think we fun. can just explode our destiny all over the place um and what about what about you josh how was your week
1: busy busy we're finally in the house so that's been you got a house yeah been moving the last few days getting everything moved out of the rental so we're oh moving sucks
0: that's the worst
1: yeah yeah we're gonna take our time on this one just since we've got since it's close instead of being across the country Hmm. like when we moved here to get into the rental and everything um, just to make it easier to deal with just because we've got everything else going on here at the time at the same time so we're just gonna kind of do it a piece at a time sort of a deal until we get to like big furniture stuff that's in storage we'll probably need to get like a truckload with a U-Haul or something to just get the big, big stuff, but other than that, we're just kind of grabbing like a, you know, few boxes at a time.
0: Your setup looks really cool. What is that? How'd you? What's that curtain behind you? I feel like you're. It's like you're in a hospital room or something. Like, how did you pull that? Uh, off? It's,
1: it's, they're curtains. Oh, it's a window. Curtains. Okay, gotcha. Yes. gotcha.
0: yeah. Sorry, my my brain's not yeah. working. It's early in the morning. Yeah, you the, have a The usual your... place you see curtains. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I'm all like imagining like some sort of weird like stand up. Rollable mm-hmm.
1: curtain thing that you'd seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. forgetting the most likely place you would see a curtain. And... That, that, that's me. <laughs>
2: it's like screw having walls. We're just yeah. putting curtains up everywhere. Mm-hmm.
4: I thought I was exactly. I, thought Josh, yeah. <laughs> I thought Josh was a strict windowless. Like that gives me a flashback. I I've seen like I saw a TV show where someone literally just wanted curtains all over their house instead of wanting walls. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody made
1: that happen. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure that's a thing. I was gonna show you guys a beetle just
0: crawled into my podcast room. How weird is that? Huh? That's the dumbest thing yeah, I get cool. to say on the whole podcast. There's a beetle crawled into my room on the webcam. Um, but Josh, your setup looks fucking incredible. I was you setting us. You got like a double monitor, like throne thing. Go. You went and bought a new desk and everything, huh?
1: I did, um, the uh, the plan is to have upstairs be the office Mm. area, so I was setting it up, so it's not, not two monitors, it's two computers at the moment, um, with point being, I can have, when I'm editing the show, I can be able to switch back and forth between different machines, um, and when I'm not, we can turn around one of the computers and somebody else can use it, um, use it like a two-person desk so
0: awesome yeah 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 it it looks cool it feels good does it feel good to be podcasting from your own house finally
1: although it does it's been way too much of a headache trying to do it out of house for for as long as i have so
0: well i'm sure it doesn't really feel like your house just yet unfortunately right
1: well yeah we're still in the process of moving in and getting everything cleaned and stuff like yesterday we were cleaning out the fridge and kitchen and all that other stuff just so we can get our all our crap moved in there so you start you know start making our own dirt instead of everyone else's yeah um that's so that's life did really that. start making your own dirt did you know i found out the other mm-hmm.
0: day that oil is made from fucking dead things oh no I, oh, this no. is like one of those common knowledge things that i no idea. did you guys fucking i did not know oil was made from fucking dead shit that's crazy that's just fucking crazy to me like we're literally fueling our world with dead shit.
2: I just... I just... Yeah, when you're driving around, you got, like, dinosaur juice, you know, yeah, going through your, that's, your
0: car. Like, yeah. I know that sounds like common yeah. knowledge, but that's just fascinating to me. Like, I had no idea that that's what oil was because the school system failed me. I can blame everything on the school system. Huh. Or I failed myself because I spent too much time playing video games, but... Regardless.
2: <laughs> yeah, but look where you are now.
0: Exactly, I'm here yeah. talking with you, fine in, people. In your very own closet. <laughs> 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 I've really moved up in the world.
4: Just, just to show. As you look back at all your plushies.
5: <laughs> I
0: We did
4: good, guys, didn't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm starting to feel a little sad, guys. We're gonna have to wrap this show up shortly here. <laughs> um, no, that's that's. <laughs> That is that's good though Josh. I'm glad you're in your new pad. Oh yeah. And
1: uh I have a
4: question Josh, real quick. Are you going to pull a Monica Lewinsky Bill Clinton incident?
1: With just because of a desk?
4: Well, you were you were sending some interesting interesting messages earlier.
1: Well, it is a it's a glass desk. A pride so you can't messages. really hide under there. It's true. It's those are mm-hmm. private messages, Shay. You can, messages, put, God you damn can it.
4: put a curtain on the desk.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Obvious. We'll just get a curtain. Yeah, it's. I've got one right behind me. Uh-huh. I don't know. Find something else to do on that window. Well, what
0: me and my wife do is we normally open the curtain so that everyone can see. So that's the, the next step. You know what I'm saying?
4: It's okay. You live in a trash neighborhood. Everyone else probably <laughs> does it at the same time anyways. God damn. Uh...
0: It's cheaper than cable. <laughs> I do. I have like the one nice house and a trash. <laughs> you guys are on, like it's...
4: you guys are on like a synchronized program where you guys open your blinds at the same time,
5: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> all just <laughs> fuck each it's other.
5: Like, oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Just fucking. That'd be the same. worst
4: Snow White movie I've ever music.
0: seen. No, it's classical music of some sort. Um, you should try though. It's it kind of gives you the rush of like public sex. Um. Speaking of that, uh, Jason, how was your week? <laughs>
2: um. Yeah, I, I live in the middle of the countryside, so luckily that kind of stuff isn't much of an issue. So uh, you know,
0: <laughs> we could be around the public. No one's there. No one's anywhere for miles.
2: Yeah. You know. Just yeah, wave to just some. Just a squirrel out there. Animals. Yeah. Holding a nut. Just
1: some birds.
0: <laughs> Hold the nut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so many meanings in that. that you could go in. Um
2: uh, but yeah. Um really only two meanings. Yeah, um no, I've just been doing a lot of a lot of work, got some kind of cool projects coming up. Um like I said, I've been been working with um uh, a game developer and and it's uh yeah, it's quite interesting because it's I've kind of done some work for them um for an actual game so designing a logo and and some of their stuff for, just for social media stuff just for um, kind of marketing um and but this, the company also kind of does a bunch of other other kind of stuff and uh so yeah designing like cool t-shirts and all kinds of cool bits and bobs like that um but yeah just the usual kind of trying to keep your own business going and doing taxes and
0: yeah, I, I gotta say this, despite you being worried about your internet, your internet has sounded incredible so far, like, I haven't heard a single, Oh good. like, very rarely have I heard, um, where Shay's in Japan and his internet's just fucked all over the place, um, so, I just, <laughs> which is fine, because we don't use the internet audio anyway, but it's just interesting,
2: um, but yeah, so it's cool, so those, yeah, I get, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, I I, I get some issues from time to time, but, um, yeah, obviously, the the kind of work I do is um, I can do it from kind of anywhere. So as long as I've got a stable connection, I can, you know, that was that was one of the kind of key points of picking somewhere to live was as long as it's got Internet. And yeah, I can work from there. That's cool. For some reason, I keep looking at you on the webcam and I keep thinking your shirt says
0: Doom. I don't know. I just have to know. Yeah,
2: you're... I wish I, I actually thought that when I was looking at the screenshot where it just yeah, it says core, but it's like super Okay. elongated. It's a weird t-shirt. I thought you were a yeah, big I wish Doom, I did say fan. Doom Are
0: you a big fan of the new Doom? It's got that metal in there.
2: The new Doom is awesome. The soundtrack I listen to that all the time It is so good. It's so um, good. It it was crazy because um I, like as a metal fan you go through these kind of like like whole like years sometimes where nothing cool comes out and nothing you know, like it, it all just sounds like the same old trash being regurgitated and then yeah. Um, even though some of it literally sounds like regurgitation, so um <laughs> Yeah, and then the dude I, I started listening to like the Doom soundtrack and I was like, Oh my god, this is like some of the kind of music that I've been waiting for. It was actually really, really cool. Um yeah, I can't remember the the, the guy's name. Fuck um, the I can't either. Yeah, he was like a hero of mine whenever
0: God damn it, I don't
2: know. Um but yeah, he's he's um he's he's done like the the soundtrack for Prey, which is you know very different. But he did the new Prey incredible music. Uh, Prey, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, he's done that the is music a good for one. that. Yeah, but very very different. Um, and he did Mick like uh, stuff. For, yeah, Mick Gordon. Mick Gordon. Yes,
0: he has some incredible but, yeah. making of videos on YouTube. If you guys have never watched him, I know I never shut up about those, but they're fucking awesome to see how he made the Doom soundtrack and like how he played all the instruments and how he was inspired, like. Is what do you, I forget his guitar. It was like a eight string or something. Nine I don't, string. It was just yeah. Nine string. Yeah, he's just crazy.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, the game itself is is pretty awesome. Um And uh I kind of like the fact that it does kind of take a, a no holds bad approach to to a shooter again. You know, back to back to the feel of. It reminds me of something like Time Splitters, which was really kind of fast-paced you know there was no kind of slowing down take a well kind of aimed shot it's just keep going keep going keep going you know just kick the shit out of everything that you come across and literally from the start of that game it's relentless and and it's quite it's quite cool to play something like that again you know something that got rid of a lot of the the kind of stuff that games feel like they have to put in nowadays It, it was uh yeah, just felt like you get in there, you just play. It's it's just, and you just keep playing constantly. So that was quite yeah, cool. I'm
0: like instantly more interested but, um, in that prey game now. I gotta go. I want to go hear that prey soundtrack now cause,
2: Yeah, no. it was really interesting sounds, and um, and yeah, I I've not played it, but it it sounds quite an it's interesting. Probably more electronic-ish
0: like can... than than
2: rock. Yeah, but that's fine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's very different, um, but it's, it's seriously cool stuff. I mean, yeah. I think he he did um, stuff for Killer Instinct, the new Killer Instinct as well.
0: Uh, yeah, I was looking. I to, so. I, I was looking on his, um or no, I'm sorry, not his uh, Twitter, but his Wikipedia, and I was just curious about some of the stuff that he had done. And it looks like he's done a lot of weird shit. He did a little bit for Lawbreakers, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have him on there as the primary composer with Martin Stig Anderson, who's another big guy. So doing good work doom was kind of his uh, masterpiece <laughs> that he will yeah. i mean he was even at the video game awards playing his guitar jumping around <laughs> yeah
2: i just love how they actually uh try to put on a little metal concert it's, in the middle cute. of the yeah. game awards <laughs> yeah yeah it was cool yeah. i mean the crowd were probably like what the hell is this shit but you know it was trying it was it was quite yeah, cool he was yeah, yeah yeah but um but yeah aside from kind of games and stuff it's just pretty much working and trying to sort out some tax kind of stuff and still had Fuck tax taxes. stuff to sort out from. Like, I moved from the UK and obviously the tax system in France is completely different to the UK. And I still owed taxes in the UK, but then they calculated it all and it turns out that they owed me £600 back in taxes. Oh, wow. So... That was cool. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I'd somehow like massively overpaid because I used to have a full-time job in a design agency there and started working freelance. And then, so there was some period where I'd overpaid my taxes. So, so, so nice you were working the more owned up to, and you had
0: to pay more taxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a fucking... So yeah, up but
2: process. then they realized that I'd paid too much. And then, so I kind of, yeah, trying to sort all stuff out. So that was a nice bonus this week. Yeah. Um Cool. Realized that instead of paying taxes, they go buy Destiny too. Take
0: that six hundred
5: pounds. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, and yeah, just just doing typical stuff that a designer does. Just going Living the designing truth. stuff logos. So is that full time for like you?
0: Just designing?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's because um, I mean that's what I um, I did my degree. Uh, I went to university to kind of study graphic design. Um, and then I worked at a design agency where, um, we were working with like huge companies and stuff, but it's one of those things where, because it's creative work, you're, you kind of, it feels annoying to have some kind of boss that's like over your shoulder, trying to dictate, you know, how you should create something. And you feel like I've been talking to this client, you know, we we're on like the same wavelength, we know what we're doing, And then some guys over your shoulder going, No, you need to change it, you need to design it like this. So you listen to that guy, then you send it to your client, your client goes, what the hell is this? This isn't what I asked for. And
5: Fuck, it was suck.
2: just like, so when you when you're kind of passionate about what you do, and you're creative, and there's people kind of throwing their opinions in and screwing things up and making it. And in the end, you get around to doing the the thing that you originally intended on doing, but it took, you know, like two months longer than necessary and way more stress and everything. And, um, yeah, so in the end that, I think the ultimate goal for, for me was to go freelance full time, set up my own business. And and that's what I've done. It's a bit stressful, but, um, cause my, my girlfriend does the exact same thing. Um, we literally, our office is just in the next room. Um, and the two of us sat in there full time every day, working um her design kind of style is completely different um she does a lot of like children's um books like illustrated kind of kids books little stories and stuff like that that's the kind of stuff that she's she's really getting into doing more like freelance um, kind of stuff yeah yeah so it's all freelance yeah so so we find you know similar to to how I I kind of worked with with you guys um find some jobs online we either approach people directly people approach us um yeah, so. that's the thing. I mean, like, so it can be tricky.
0: You're living the dream because, like you said, you don't know. Unlike a, a generic corporate job, you always know that paycheck's coming. But um so on yeah. the other hand, you have that stress. Um But on the other hand, you are doing what you love. And I think that that definitely offsets, you know, that's that's my goal, obviously, in life yeah. is to get exactly where you're at. And people I know is to be able to do something that I love every day. And we hope that one day Sword Chomp can become something like that, too. Um, on a very small scale, um, obviously, but uh, like that, I, I definitely admire people that are able to do what they love and, and make a living on it. So, props to you, my friend.
2: Cheers, thank you. Yes, you know, I mean, it's still still early days. Where you know, it's like I was saying, the whole kind of tax money coming back to me was uh, pretty much uh, a bit of a save, lifesaver at the moment because <laughs> we get we get times when, like you know, you'll do a big job that will kind of take a whole month. Um, so when you finish that job, you know, you're getting a paycheck from that and then you might have another job that lasts three months and you know, that's taking up like all of my time. So I might have like a couple of months where I'm literally earning nothing. And then at the end, I get this huge kind of paycheck at the end of it. And so, you know, it's, it's a bit crazy, but we're, we're kind of lucky enough that sometimes when I'm kind of, my money's kind of taking a bit of a dip if, if kind of work is a bit slow or something, my, my girlfriend's kind of, you know, she's, she's doing really well actually. So, uh, um, so yeah. that's what I
0: find is that people she's, find she's a way the breadwinner. like in, in my house, it's the same way because I lost my job because of some medical issues. So I, I get a small amount from unemployment, but, um, that's pretty much over. And, but what I find is that you, when you pretty much force yourself into a tough situation, you have to find a way to kind of serve to survive sometimes. And it's like, yep. you think it's going to be worse than it is, but generally, you know, people are resourceful. So you should, I don't think you should ever do a job that makes you unhappy. You just cut yourself free. And, and you'll find a way, you know.
2: Yeah, we just we just realized that you know there was other people out there doing it. It's like it it works for for people. So yeah. why
0: well, can't we? Um,
2: that's like yeah, yeah. So so yeah, we we took the plunge. I mean, we thought you know we didn't have a house to pay for or anything. You know, we were both just renting. We didn't have kids yet. We thought you know one day that's that's all going to be happening. And we didn't want to do that when we had more to lose. Yeah. Um, so we we felt like we were at a position where where we could just you know take the plunge just yeah we and we both worked at the exact same place so that was a bit tricky kind of uh, <laughs> oh goodbye you've you've lost two of your best designers see you later wow <laughs> um, you, so the boss yeah, wasn't right. too happy
0: <laughs> that's cool they get the work you. Uh, that's awesome no I mean I that's that's a good point because we all have kids and it makes our lives uh, a lot more difficult as far <laughs> oh you're that kids are incredible they're amazing um. Like I love my kid to death, you know what I mean. Like my family, but I am just saying they make those sort of dreams. Yeah, it's just priorities and
2: stuff. I mean, yeah, they shift. I mean, my brother's got two kids, and 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 yeah, you know, if I had two kids, you know, I would have I would have thought thought a little bit bit kind of more about what I was going to do. I wouldn't have made 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 such a kind of quick decision about it. But but you know, I don't think they can kind of hinder stuff. It's just you know you just. They just change your priorities, I guess.
0: Exactly. Well, it was—it's been a pleasure having you on the show, my friend. So thank you for making time.
2: No, it's been—it's been awesome. Yeah, good—good to actually chat to you guys. It's weird actually listening to your podcast, and then all all of a sudden, I'm—I'm actually having some input. (laughs)
0: That's—that's the best thing. Listening to a podcast. yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun and obviously you do great work as far as our lo I mean our logo will live on now forever because of your work, so Yeah. So thank you.
4: <laughs> forever.
0: And I gotta always thank Shay for finding you somehow. Um Yeah Upwork. Up Upwork. Yeah, thank you, Shay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, thank yeah, you, yeah. man. You said you were really business, just like, Hey, how's it going? Thank you, goodbye. Kick you out the door, just like I, all of your women. We we know exactly what I you. didn't say that shit. <laughs>
2: You're the only client I think that's added me on Facebook. <laughs>
0: yes! Oh, that's so
2: nice. That's so it's nice. like, oh, he likes me. He's a fan. Not like, oh, I hate working with creative... Oh, he's just so annoying. That was before he knew you had a yeah. beard. If he knew you had a beard, he would have added you yeah. much more quickly. <laughs> that's true.
5: Not Fish, though. That's
0: fish true. is a beard phobia. So he's he afraid does. of... Be- fish is afraid of my beard. He's afraid of all beards so he's got a mini one going on (laughs) yeah yeah are you you can't be afraid
5: of
3: (laughs) i'm afraid of big full facial beards they're just terrifying (laughs) he's all that
0: masculinity just makes him uncomfortable so um the mystery of what's in there maybe (laughs) (laughs) what's underneath that beard? What? what are you hiding
2: beard i do i do often hear people saying a guy with a big beard has something to hide I'm like what what a chin I don't know
0: that's true I got a lot of things to hide
2: um and and yeah (laughs) Uh,
0: oh and fish I didn't want to I know you talked a little bit about your night before but is there anything else you want to add in before we wrap up the show because I didn't want to skip over you Uh, I just know you talked a little bit about your Friday but anything you want to add to your week as far as that goes
3: um just a Another work week. Uh, Very boring. It's starting to pick up at my other job. Um, People are starting to tip a little bit more now that football season started and getting a lot more business Um, there at the pizza joint.
0: Oh, that's right. I meant to tell you guys. So the joke about the beginning of this podcast was that fucking we created a sort. This is something I am actually a little bit upset about even though Fish is my best friend. He is very much sad in here. We created a clan in Destiny 2 for Sword Chomp, and listeners have been joining it and friends for Sword Chomp, called Sword Chomp, created by fucking Sword Chomp. And the only member who's not in the Sword Chomp clan is Fish, who's a part of the fucking Chomp cast, because he's already part of his Pizza Bros Death Deliverers clan, and...
3: What the fuck is... they so shameful. They they got a better pizza name. Pizza Bros. They got a better name.
2: <laughs> they haven't got a better logo, I'm sure. Uh, sh- that's right. Oh. They, they, <laughs> uh, that's true. So I, might to, I might
3: have dominoes, to contract out so... some work from
0: you. <laughs> um. to get me out. Oh, no, sorry. A that's a logo for the bungee thing. I thought he was showing throwing shade on the Pizza Bros. You know,
3: it's... Come on, Fish. It's our fucking
0: clan, man.
3: No, you 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 created that clan after I left our old destiny. Uh-huh. It's true. Um, I did, and I join I joined the Death
4: Delivers, uh-huh. and then you and created then you leave them, the so. Death
0: Delivers. It's not that hard.
4: No, that's not how it works, hey, Josh. You remember you thirty minutes ago when inside. Morgan was making fun of me <laughs> for Star Trek? You uh-huh. realize that these two sound <laughs> Death Delivers, <laughs> <laughs> out Destiny.
0: All I'm saying is that there is a clan created for a website slash podcast that he founded and he is not a part of that clan
2: because he'd rather go Hey it comes it comes back to the friendship topic. <gasps> yeah, <on>. mm-hmm.
0: Friendship. <laughs> You're putting your pizza bros before your real bros. Bros before hey, hosts.
2: Well, to be fair, They're
0: I'm gonna come to Fish's well.
4: defense. I'm gonna come to Fish's defense. Um I do seem to remember there is this WhatsApp message where Fish said, and I quote Let's play the campaign together tonight. And a Morgan Barnes said, "Uh, No offense, but your house is too loud. And I don't want to listen to that fuckery while I'm playing the campaign. So I'm going to play it by myself. Mm-hmm. The campaign is yeah. over, though. I'm done.
0: I'm done with the campaign.
4: It hurts too deep, Morgan. Look, the I'm, tr- have yeah. been I'm trying to
0: make amends, Okay.
1: Yeah, so you were, you were... No, you're not. It you're, seems you're you were first him. to breach the bro code.
4: Mmm. No. Mmm.
0: Mmm. Mm. That is not true. You're not okay. trying to make amends. I you're <laughs>
4: accosting. I'll
0: tell That's you like this. when you
4: wreck someone's car That's and then true. you buy him a pizza.
0: I did throw the first swing, okay? And I will take full blame for that. But I have reconciled mm-hmm. with Fish. We run the events together now. We're buddies again. We did the nightfall together. See, this is
4: this doesn't this doesn't sound like trying to reconcile. This sounds like trying to put blame. Forgiveness. No, so, see, I'm shouldering
0: you need, the come, blame. you need to come.
4: You need to come. You uh, need to come with your heart on your sleeve. You need to get down on your knees, and protest the national anthem. I mean, you need to ask for forgiveness.
1: Just use a paper towel. Uh, is that we
0: Am I going to start? I'm going to start kneeling now until fish joins our goddamn clan. <laughs> <laughs>
4: During the introductions, you're going to kneel. The ones that you actually introduce. And coming up next is Morgan Barnes. Yeah. Can you just kneel?
0: I'm going to kneel as I uh, exit this podcast because I'm so upset. Um, <laughs> think about How long is it going to take to you
4: to get on the floor there, buddy?
0: I don't know. I'm already on the floor.
4: Oh, okay.
0: You just can't. I'll That's show you that later. See, here's my chair. All right. On that note, I'll give Fish a chance to reconcile. When he comes around and his pizza bros, leave him for the dust. um, We'll be waiting for you in the Sword Chomp clan.
4: Leave him for better pepperoni pastures.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pepperoni pastures, huh?
4: That is a a great clan name, pepperoni pastures.
5: Mm
4: -hmm. How How about this, Fish? Why don't you get the Death Deliverers
0: to join? I will allow them to join the Sword Chomp clan out of the kindness of my heart. Um, We will allow the Death Deliverers in. You guys can still be together. We can be a team.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, can we still keep the clan name? You know, Death Deliverers? I can't
0: believe you even asked me that.
4: (laughs) Jason, don't join the clan, please. This is the type of shit you'll have to deal with. <laughs> Do you have a PS4, Jason?
0: What are you rocking? Xbox One or PS4? Yeah, yeah, PS4. Okay,
4: yeah, yeah. Right,
0: well, it's open. Open invitation, Jason. We'd love to have you aboard. Um,
4: Just make sure you don't, I don't join know. I any like other pizza. clans and come back. Yeah, you'll hear about it because then apparently Morgan lynches you.
0: <laughs> I, I'm okay with joining other clans. Fish is right. Mm-hmm. I pushed him to the other clan, but now it's time for him to push back and come back to where he started. You know
4: what I mean? He needs to feel like nope. he's wanted, not like he's demanded to come. <laughs> he needs to feel like exactly. a valuable asset.
1: Yeah. You don't own his body. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not.
0: Well, that's not. The only that. the only
4: person who owns <laughs> his body is our Lord and Savior, Gort.
0: Um, my joke went over my head. I don't know who Gort is.
1: It's ironic. Shining Force.
0: Oh God! Oh God! I thought we made it through a whole <laughs> episode without him talking about Shining Force. We were so close. <laughs> Never.
2: Um, just had to get it in at the end. There.
0: On On that note, thank you for joining us again, Jason Roberts at Victory Overall, our good friend. No problem. I'll tag you. you on Instagram.
2: Um, no problem. Is, yeah. Thank you yeah, on Twitter.
0: Uh, as usual, the rest of the hosts, thank you for being here. Fish, thank you for being here. Josh, thank you for being here. Shay. And as usual, thank you for our listeners for taking time to check out the show. We will be back next week with an all-new Chompcast. Peace out.